0: I ain't never been the loudest in the room The higher the volume, the more imminent the doom Don't play yourself kid, play the system The U.S. government, the largest walking contradiction Listen, if you wanna see impossible, then look at me My DNA is cut exquisitely from the best of sheets If I'm lying, I'm flying, and I'm ten toes solid on the same soil That my grandfather's was walking, oh your yeah, history Tata Pine Lautiwa Welcome friend, to Quantum Theory a podcast solely focused on amplifying black and indigenous voices.
1: And 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 let's
0: go get them. Oh my gosh, here we are again.
1: Here
0: we are. Here we are. down. Yes. Uh, well, welcome everybody to Quantum Theory as the introduction lets you know.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Boom, 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 boom.
0: We are your hosts. I
1: would terrible you know <laughs> no what is that what was it is it blues clues they make those oh,
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that was huh yo remember how, well you caught the whole wave a few weeks ago with like the blues clues blues clues craze did you see that I, with, I like i saw Steve? the
1: pictures but i didn't have enough patience to read the whole thing
0: oh my gosh yeah it was like a it was like a five minute video maybe it was like three minutes where he was just like i bet you all are wondering where i've been i'm sorry to have left you this was my life and then yeah just the whole like twitter sphere and later on instagram world being like oh my gosh steve the nostalgia oh my gosh abandonment i have trust issues blues i did
1: i saw i didn't watch the video but i saw everyone's just like oh steve steve got me steve and i'm just like i don't i don't got time like (laughs) little did i I know like that
0: Uh, yeah, my my siblings were nine and eleven years younger. So yeah, Blue's Clues was like major. Um, mostly when my little brother was like young, young.
1: I want to uh, say my, I want to say Chloe watched it. My little sister watched it, but I can't remember. Somebody we, in my family watched it. I think she did. Her thing was Teletubbies, though. The weird weird t- Teletubbies.
0: Yeah, but, Devane. Yeah, my little brother is Teletubbies too, huh? Tinky Winky, Vipsy. Yeah. La, la, po, um, mm, mm. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Well, w- without the bop yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you
1: ever see those parties like on Facebook when they, sh- like the black parties and they have like the oh, telly yes. dressed up and they're when like twerking, yep, e- e- and they're like crumping and I'm like, all right, where were they when I was
0: growing up? <laughs> Low key, I kind of want to do that. Like I want to invest in like a dope, like I don't know who it would be, which character, maybe like a Tigger or something, you know, Tigger like, would a, like, be bounce dope. around. And,
1: Tigger was always a G though
0: right he was uh you know i see those like the the elsa the Minnie, the mickey uh mm-hmm. where they're just cutting up for no reason yeah. um uh, that looks like so much fun and i would love to do that
1: <laughs> we're gonna have to do that we have to go down main street Labway, and, and host one of those uh, host our own little parade
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that'd be amazing but which character would you be then
1: i don't know i was literally sitting here trying to think of a character. Of who would I be dressed up as? But I'd have know. to think about it. That's kind of a hard question because there was so many greats during the '90s. Like,
0: well, I wonder even like what movie you would go to or like what reference you would go to to pick a character. Yeah,
1: that's to the hard be. Part.
0: Yeah, like now that I I'd like if I'm DW. thinking about. Ah, okay, with I a cute DW. little bob and like. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dw was gangster man. She was, was. taking
0: no mess from nobody. Oh my gosh, the way she's <laughs> taking over meme culture too. Yes, uh, I
1: know.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's like yes, come on, black girls oh, live. Yes, <laughs> yes, she's funny. Yes, the who absolute would you best. Be? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I, I like you know I the thought of the, doing the thing would be super fun. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know who I would be.
1: We should just start our own like party catering business of like (laughs) Happy For it. We'll come and we'll dance for you and get your party your kids' parties lit. Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Look, we can do all of them too. We can we can hopefully like uh invest in like a young drum group or like maybe That's some round DS. dance singers, you know. We can even do like a fusion, uh make some regalia for my I don't know, let's say uh like a buzz Lightyear costume. Nay. Eh? And one with a hider and a vest. <laughs>
1: I'll be woody.
0: <laughs> yes. There we go. We already got one right. We got one one set down. Oh my Or that my gosh. scary
1: baby in Toy Story with like <laughs> isn't it like one eye or something. <laughs> that was scary as a kid.
0: That was. Well, especially for the first Toy Story, wasn't the first mm-hmm. Toy Story the actual first Pixar movie as well?
1: I don't know. There's like, I have no I'm idea. I'm pretty
0: sure it was. I I'm I'm going to say that. Be
1: surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm going to say it if it's Classic. not, you know, the world you can correct me. However, yeah, I remember that being like a huge thing, that like pivotal point in the movie, um, with this new animation. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was like this thing is freaky looking. Like <laughs> it's on its like spider legs yeah, and it's like yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, that was that was a little awkward as a kid.
0: Right. What are you and showing whoever, me? Whoever that I think it was Sid. Is that the name of like the yeah, disturbed little boy? The brother, yeah. Oh
1: yeah. D issues. But why kids really be like that you're <laughs>
0: seeing it <laughs> you're seeing it oh my gosh which i don't know where i talked about that last i think i talked about it on our podcast about like the fragility yeah like the back in the corner you know yeah and i mentioned that you know we're like it's that little kid it's just like disturbed it's just like uh yeah you know also for the kids you know pray for the kids you know it's it's not the kids fault it's um, not the
1: kids fault it's the you parents know. fault
0: you know, so it's like, you know, prayers over the kids, you know, even yeah, though this is like, a compl- <laughs> <laughs> this is a completely like fictional enough, <laughs> scenario. <laughs> yeah, even then, you know, still want to be good with our words uh, here <laughs> and there. <laughs> Don't uh, listen to me. Yeah, also listen to me because it's a podcast. So thank you for <laughs> tuning in <laughs> to another episode of Quantum Theory.
1: Yes, we appreciate you for hanging in with us because I don't think I could even stand my voice for this long. So all of you have been listening. <laughs> we appreciate you.
0: Right. People are deep in our episodes, too, which they is kind of cool. It's it's fun watching the uh, the quantum theory culture come about. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm excited.
1: I'm going to have to trademark that. Quantum
0: theory culture. One time for the culture. Ew, I'm for yes. it. Um, well, it's been a little bit since we've actually talked. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know about you yet. I've had a lot going on. Um, so yeah, what have you been up to?
1: Well, you can't just lead it with that. I've got a lot going on. What have you been up to?
0: Because I don't want to talk about me. I'd rather hear about you. No, because you just opened that door
1: and I can't just walk past it. So I need you to elaborate on your week. Or if you need to get your thoughts together, that's understandable, but otherwise... oh yeah,
0: I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I'll okay. use my thoughts together card. I'm going to throw that one down on the table. You only get one. <laughs> oh, ooh. It's all right. I already, I already threw it down.
1: Okay, what have I been up to? I was hanging with the grandma for a while, so that was... I miss my grandma already. I was there with her for like two weeks. And me and her are pretty tight, so I came finally came back, and now it's just as usual from any trip, getting back into the gist of things and getting back into a schedule and being disciplined, which I have been doing very good at. But I've been, I've been, I've been doing it. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, but aside from all of the work shenanigans, um, I finished and binge watched the Colin, Colin Kaepernick um series on netflix which i highly recommend to everyone it's really really good he kind of it's definitely relatable in terms if you are biracial or mixed because you kind of see that it's very apparent um within the first episode but then also he throws in a ton of gems and facts and history to where, you know, I already, I've no, I mean, just as a black, well, yeah, I don't want to say native, but black person, because that's all that we can are relatable with Colin. But like, there's a lot that, um, I'm so used to saying black native, but, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I understood like the black side of things and all of the research that he had to say, but it was something that really needed to be shown and you know and broadcasted. So, I definitely highly recommend that um series. And it really puts you in his shoes as to how he was enduring racism and his um and just figuring out that he was enduring racism, you know, and he didn't yeah. he didn't understand it um for a while. And so, it really shows how the world kind of functions and Things like that. But next on my list is um, The Harder They Fall with Regina King, the Ooh. Western kind of films. And it has Idris Elba. It has a ton of black okay. excellence in there. There's a ton of black excellence cast. going on in TV and in film right now because you have that. Then you have Queens, which is a good one. That one has... Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah. That one's on Hulu. What else is there? Um, I wrote it down. Oh, Insecure. Obvious. I haven't Ooh, started that. App. It's easy by. Like, Me either. It's like a it comes out week by week, and so I like some. I like to accumulate my episodes so I can binge watch all of it, and so <laughs> at least most of it. And so I have that one sitting there, and then another one that just dropped is passing on Netflix, cool. and so you know, like the paper bag rule, right?
0: Got it. Yes. So,
1: but then you also know passing yeah. in terms yeah. of like skin tone,
0: right? Yes. So like.
1: If you're if you're light, you could pass as white. You know, I yes. mean, think every race kind of has a passing. You know, mm-hmm. if you're light enough, you're you're passing to be white. And so there, it's a film. Oh, I can't think of her name. She's pretty well known, but she is on that film, and it's supposed to be kind of a. I think it's based on a true story. But that's wow. also on my list. So I have so much to watch. And it, a lot of it has like, I'm like, I need to watch this. I need to watch this. I need to watch this when I get back because my grandmother has no Wi-Fi. <laughs> so <laughs> I got so many things to watch while I bead. But those are some of the ones that are really good, um, at least in terms of the ones that I have seen. Um, so I, de- But to circle back, I recommend the Colin Kaepernick. Very good.
0: Yes. Um, for anybody that doesn't, has never heard anything about a paper bag or like how that can apply to a person, um, do you have like a breakdown yes. of that?
1: Yes. My bad. I skipped are no, so that. good. Sometimes I feel like people are just supposed to know this.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so,
2: yes.
1: I, don't I, I don't think yeah. to break it down, but, um, but yeah, so the paper, the paper bag tests basically, but I don't know what time frame it was, but obviously not long enough. It was very recent. I would say maybe 50s and
0: 60s yeah i was gonna say even maybe Maybe a little bit earlier because the first time i encountered it was in the movie like bessie with uh queen latifah i believe Mm -hmm. it's called bessie where yeah she's like jazz singer oh wait no
1: it Um, wouldn't be 60s and it's like earlier it's like
0: 2030s like like early 1900s yes
1: yeah but i know it kind of it it carried on for a long time but it's basically the point of um when black people were going anywhere um, and depending on where they would go if they were darker than the shade of a paper bag they were not allowed into the building or at the event the function etc um so that's the paper bag rule or paper bag test to where um if you're lighter than that then yeah you're obviously welcome you're accepted etc but it is definitely a real live rule that was used um back then
0: yeah, and Hopefully I... I broke that down correctly. Yeah, no, that that was, I mean, great. Uh, to put it Again, subtly. I'm sure there's more that people can learn, you know, yeah, yeah, researching yeah. more in depth. Um, yeah, I for, like, that. people to have, like, a general... Con- general synopsis, yeah, concept. of what it is. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, a, that's kind of the simplest way to put it, is if you're, if you're darker than a bag, you were not allowed. Yeah. And, like, a paper bag is not that, you know, that's... It's not Ooh. that dark. Like, <laughs> it's very much light. Yeah. But... But yeah.
0: Wow. And uh so with your gram, you said you were about two weeks with both of your grandparents, yeah?
1: Yes, two weeks. I love my grandma and I miss her already. But I so I was like, Well I'll be back in a couple weeks for Thanksgiving and she's like, Okay. So
0: <laughs> Oh my god. I always love even growing
1: up as a kid, like I loved going to her house. Like mm-hmm. I love it. It's funny that. How, And that was kind of like, like my getaway without the Wi-Fi and, you know, ooh. just literally me and grandma watching her stories, as she
0: calls them. <laughs> yes! Wait, which stories are these?
1: Well, honestly, I found... I always thought... Growing up, I always thought it was like she had a set group that she called her stories. But now I realize whatever she likes to watch on TV is
2: considered her stories. Aside from the news, <laughs> telling news and her
1: stories. So, she really likes the equalizer. And what does she say? She says, I don't know her name you know you know that one I'm like Queen Antifa she's like yeah she's like yeah I just like watching it because I like watching this black lady slam these white peoples up against the wall and like beat them up and go on I'm with you so (sighs) came on every Sunday I was like does it come on tonight and so she's like yeah so that that was something we watched together um and Law and Order and CIS I don't watch the soap operas so she has that every day but but, yeah, so it was
0: very much bonding with, with Graham. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I called my grandma, like, two days ago, um, and I just loved it. Because, like, again, with my Graham, like, I don't really have to say anything. Because <laughs> she says everything, and I do not object. Um, yes, you can't. <laughs> you know, it's just like, well, yeah, one, you can't, uh, and then two, uh <laughs> It's it's always just so nice. Like I just I enjoy it. Just like sitting there, like in their presence, in their company, Mm -hmm. and just being like, man, like my grandma's like low key my bestie. You know, just like,
1: (laughs) you know, hundred percent
0: um uh, with somebody or i guess like my mom uh i think i mentioned it too i was like yeah my mom like best friend and i was like Oh no, like should I have to fight for, fight with my grandma about it <laughs> 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 i get i get i'm real close with my grandma too yeah uh, so yeah hearing that you got to spend time with with your grandma and your grandparents both like that's, that's the so awesome.
1: relationship yeah and it's funny because it's like I'll be there, and I had like my aunt message me, my dad, "Oh, you're in town, or let's go do this." And my grandma goes, "I think my cheerings get get jealous of who I hang out with." And I was just like, I was like yeah, they're jealous of uh, like, jealous of us, Gram." She knows. <laughs> of us, she
0: knows. Yeah, no. she
1: has that. She says cheering. She's very much has that southern twang to her. So.
0: Oh my uh, gosh.
1: Yes. And that makes sometimes even so when she does say something about someone, it just makes it 10 times, 10 times <laughs>
0: funnier. <laughs> Simply by like the way. Because when she says it, she means it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> by the way it's said. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful.
1: Yes. But that that's was up. me, so now I want to hear about your week. I just grandma on Netflix. <laughs> that's all I got to say about my week.
0: <laughs> Look, that, that's a great combination. <laughs> but you uh, can't really
1: bring, you know, you can't be in a pandemic without referring some sort of show. Like, somebody's right. watching something. And here Where's I am right? with this whole list. Like, I do nothing with my life but watch TV. <laughs> but bro. Anyway, what, well, again, what were you I, getting into?
0: At least your, your list is like good, informative stuff. You know, you have some entertainment in there yet. You know, now I'm fully caught up on Real Housewives of Potomac. I've watched you all are, the way
2: through season six. I didn't
1: think you were to finish. I didn't have anything. And I watched the first <laughs> episode
0: of The Reunion. Oh my goodness.
1: Are you I'm watching the it. newest one? What is yeah, season like new? season
0: six, like the, the latest season. Oh, I
1: haven't watched that, so don't tell me anything.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I won't. However, I'm current. But uh, what are you and,
1: watching it on? Is it a, a platform?
0: Bravo TV. Um like, actual like the TV? app or the Xfinity app? Um, oh, I don't
1: have
0: yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I should get it, I, though, so I can you know. finish it. I'll, I, I'll do the free trial, and then I'll binge watch <laughs> right, a couple do shows quick. <laughs> and then cancel it. Like, I got what I came for. Right.
0: <laughs> Look, if you need another few weeks, I got my email, too. Uh, <laughs> we could even create the burner emails. Uh, yeah, so you, you've you been watching some really good informative stuff. I've been watching Girl Housewives of Potomac. Uh, also, I've been getting into uh, 90 Day Fiance and Before the 90 Days. Uh, oh, wow. Because I think i, really
1: I was, watched one of those. <laughs> but it was definitely interesting. But I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So
0: I, I, I slept on it because I saw an episode a long time ago and I was like, ew, Why? I would never. And then uh, when I was down in L.A. with Angelo just uh, last week, mm-hmm. uh, he was talking about that show and about the different spinoff shows. So then he put a couple on. And then, you know, once you get into a story, then it's like, you know, you're in there. Yeah,
1: you're locked uh, in.
0: Yeah. So uh, that's kind of been my my week. Those are like my two trash TV uh, entertainment spheres. Yeah. Outside of that, I just spent a lot of time uh, down in L.A., uh, kicking it, chilling. Uh, I just made it back to Spokane not too long ago, uh, and I've actually still been dealing with my eye problem that I referenced. I was gonna
1: ask you. Yeah. It looks A little low today.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually doing better right now, only because ooh, actually I've missed a dosage. Um, so I went to the optometrist <laughs> yesterday, uh, and it was my third optometrist that I've seen in two and a half weeks. Uh, And anyways, they have... uh, This one has given me like a a stronger steroid eye drop to put in my eye once every hour for this first day. Mm. So it's like a super aggressive schedule, which, you know, I'm kind of missing it right now. It's okay, though. Uh, And then also an antibiotic because um, infection started to form under my eyelid because my eye would constantly be crying. So legit, like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then yesterday was Tuesday. Like... those days my left eye was constantly crying and you Mm -hmm. know what happens when your eyes are like when you cry like your eyes get puffy yeah they're super red you know if you cry too long you get your headaches so Mm -hmm. just like imagine like a leaky faucet out of one eye um and then on top of that it's light sensitivity which right now i'm just like dealing with the deal right now um because it's actually not that bad in the moment and i'm so thankful for that yet normally like Like I'm vampire status where it's like I see light and I'm like, ow, because it's like immediate pain into my brain. Um, So that's been kind of strange. It's like been um, this weird uh, internal struggle because it's like, Uh, Again, not exactly sure what's causing all of this with my eye, whether it's stress related, because there's no signs of like uh, cellular disruption or infection, anything like that, no separation of my retina or my lens. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's really trying to figure out like where this stuff is coming from. Uh, Yet, just even being faced with the fact that like, Yesterday when I went to the optometrist, my eye was so dark red and like blurry uh, that I could not do the vision test out of my left eye. I covered my right eye and they were showing me letters and I was like, I can't see it. And then they had to like make it bigger and then make it bigger and then make it bigger. And I was like, I still can't see it, you know? Uh, And that kind of like freaked me out. And I have full faith that like things will get better. Because I mean, even right now, 24 hours later, I'm doing a whole lot better. Like you're seeing me at a better state than I have been in the last 72 hours.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, However, you know, us being people, all of us, you know, with, with our abilities that we have in our body or whatever our abilities are, you know, when one of those abilities gets stunted or injured or stifled in a way, then it really makes you understand uh just kind of like the the importance of the thing that you had before you know so I think about it like with beating and whatnot I'm like man like what if I did go blind in one eye or what if I went blind in both eyes like how would that affect my life and the things Mm -hmm. that I do even like having I was like walking around with like an eye patch on my (laughs) left eye uh, and I was trying to plug something into the wall Uh, And where my vision was telling me it was, was correct. However, I kept missing the thing, like physically, because, you know, both of your eyes average out to what your vision is. So when I took one eye away, then it like, it physically messed up my body. So like, I've been noticing that, like, you know, reaching for a glass of water or like trying to type something and having Mm -hmm. one eye stunted, it's, it's affected the way that like my physical person actually can manage in space. Uh, so it's kind of a trip. So you know, I'm I'm definitely glad uh, to, you know, be in a space where I have uh, insurance and able to go and get checked out by optometrists. And yeah. definitely glad that now I'm getting these new medical treatments um, to help me get better. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just like a huge eye opener. For, mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. Pun intended yet. <laughs> Don't even chuckle because that was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> right. Um, it's a, it's, yeah. It's just been like uh, a major thing where it's just like, dang, like be grateful for what you have, Kellen. Yeah. That's
1: how <laughs> I felt when I cut my finger that one time. I'm like, oh, yeah. When you were Bob the, the Builder status. Things. Yes. But, yeah, I mean, you can stay on top of this medication. We can't have you out here looking like Forrest Whitaker or, you right. know, Slick Rick oh. with that eye patch. It was more we like, like we
0: uh, uh, I was looking like uh, Quasimodo uh, oh, <laughs> from back in Notre Dame. Uh, <laughs> that's no, how I was I mean, feeling. You did
1: not look that bad because that, that <laughs> Ooh, <girl>. looks ugly. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. I you have my hard, moments. Though.
0: There there, there are some pictures in my camera roll that might beg to differ. You know, here I want to think that I'm an Esmeralda, but you know, actually, that Quasimodo was shining through.
1: Uh. This isn't going to make it better. But have you ever seen the show C on Apple TV?
0: No. Is it a scary
1: movie? No, it has my man Jason Momoa. And and so basically, how the the whole storyline goes is. They are this group of people, um, and they, and, like, sight was basically for the, the, like, historical tales. Like, it it was a myth. Like, if somebody has sight, then you are basically considered, like, a witch because it hasn't been around for so long, for, like, decades and, you know, and, yeah, decades, if not even more. And so, um... I don't want to give too much of the show away. But yeah, okay. so basically they Good function premise. without without sight. And so, but it's so dope how like the show comes together and Jason, Jason does an amazing job to where like he, because he's like the aggressive guy, just like in anything else he's in. And he fights all these guys, but like, how he fights is he'll he'll like make a sound on one side and then come over and thrash their like face in, but they know where like he knows where they are, but the whole premise of the show is like how they just operate and how they maneuver um really kind of goes to show um how much we do just kind of as a society because people see. You know what I mean? And it's like from the things we buy, especially, you know, mm. we don't need a majority of the things that we have. It's like if you have something that operates as a purse or, a, you know, a bag, you know, but you have to. Most people are out here paying five thousand dollars just to have a nice. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like yeah. the littlest things. It really taught me like, dang. There's a lot of things we have just because other other people can see more like most most mostly. You know, forget about us, but like the things we buy, the things we do, the image we portray on social media, it's because other people can see. You know, we don't need yeah. a five thousand dollar bag. As if you have a bag that Holds things. You're just as much as good as the next person. You know. What I mean, it's just a bag. You know. Yeah. And so, basically, there's that. But then you should. There's that point of the show. But it's like I said, it's just really dope how they kind of maneuver without being able to see in the show. I really don't want to give away too much, so I don't yeah. know how much sense that made. <laughs> but you should really watch the show. It's really it good and how they get around and stuff like that. So I was thinking about when you were saying like. Oh, I really learned just, you know, this is over here, this is over here. And using one eye, it made me think of C because they have it like down packed of how they kind of operate through their lives and how normal it is for them. But, um, But yeah, after I watched that show, I totally, like, downsized on everything. Yes. <laughs> I
2: was like,
1: okay, I don't need 20 pairs of shoes. If I have one, two great working pairs of shoes, although I didn't minimize that much. But, like, <laughs> if, I have, you know, enough, <laughs> if these shoes do their job, why do I need 100 shoes just to sit in the back of my closet for, like, 10 years? Yeah. So, yeah, good show to watch. They're on their second season. But you can do the free trial, I think, for however many months. So you should try it.
0: What is this one on?
1: Apple TV Plus.
0: Oh, Apple TV. Oh. They give um, you a
1: free trial, but you should definitely bitch watch that show because it's really okay.
0: good. Okay. Okay. I, I actually think I have access to an account. So I'm like, hmm. <laughs> uh, I the
1: access.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, the Minimalist was actually the one for me on Netflix where yes, I watched I remember that one. That
1: that. I tried yeah. watching it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. And that did not last more for like a week.
0: I honestly don't think that it's culturally competent because it's or like native people can't be minimalist in the way that mm-hmm. like these other people are. that's mm-hmm. that is a great conversation itself,
1: It you is. Know? I mean, we can brush through it right now. I'm just right. going to say this because <laughs> oh, I, mean, I, I thought yes. about that with like minimalism or even when you see these posts to where it's like the rich people don't wear all the flashy things. Like, you know how they have those like comparison mm-hmm. photos on social media to where it's like this is what the billionaire is really in. It's just like this basic shirt, basic yep. pants, flat shoes. But I'm like, that's not really compatible with black and brown people. You know, they they have that style because they are privileged. That race as a whole is privileged who always had money or money at their fingertips to where, you know, they had all the options. Whether they choose to take them or not is on them. But with us, we didn't have any options. You know, we had to literally have blood, sweat, and tears just to get an ounce of what they had. So when we go out and we buy these nice bags do these nice things you know we 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 buy them because it's a sense of accomplishment to where you know i'm proud of myself so i'm gonna go out and buy this for me or it's a flex because i've never had this before you know Mm -hmm. and so it's 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 very wrong to try to say that all people should be this way when clearly we didn't have the privileges that they have to even have the option to live that way if that makes sense so but yeah Just when, when you brought that up and I was like, I'm, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't even think about it from that perspective yet. You know, just like, I think of like a simple giveaway, you know, like a person passes away in a family, uh, and specifically for our tribe and for many people, you know, we allow a year to, to transpire and then we generally hold a memorial to help release that person, um, after a year's time. And as a part of that, you know, there's often a giveaway, Where it's, you know, many items going out to thank uh, community members, family members, uh, people outside who um, were close to the person or who helped with any of the proceedings, Mm -hmm. whether it's the funeral, the services, the singing, um, whatever it may be, you know, or to help, you know, like this person was this age and they did this thing. If there's somebody out there who's around this age and does this thing, please come up and receive this, you know, as a blessing, as an honoring for you as you move forward. So I think about that. I'm like the compiling of things um, for a giveaway itself. I'm like, that already goes against minimalism where it's like, if you're not using it in your immediate present, then you get rid of it Mm -hmm. bit by bit, you know? So I was like, it doesn't, there's no like cultural leniency where like, even like us as beaters, the two of us, you know, and we've talked about how the production of beads takes years, you know, like. You know, sometimes you have to amass beads for a long time in order to have everything that you need.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I completely understand when you, in terms of natives and not being able to be a minimalist. And honestly, I feel like all natives have this to where it's like we do have so much attachment to things and it's not ne- necessarily a neg- negative thing at all, but we do have a lot of stuff. And I was kind of explaining yeah. that to my mom and my sister because they, they have a lot of stuff too. And for me, I kind of became this person to where it's like, I don't really care for clutter. And it's def- it took me a minute to kind of get to that point because they, we do have so much attachment attachments to things. If someone gave you something, you were like, oh, this person's no longer here. You know, I have mm-hmm. to keep this. But at the same time, I, I kind of started telling myself like, well, realistically, would they even remember if they gave you this for Christmas? But that's not the point either. Even if they did remember <laughs> that they gave you this, it's still like... Well, you know, and especially with me moving around so much or doing so much, it's just like I kind of began to just appreciate that love that was behind you giving me that item. That's what I want to Mm. remember most. I don't want to remember the material thing or have to, you know, bring this around all over the place with me. Um, Or if something happens to it, you know, I'm heartbroken and it's no longer, you know what I mean? And having that whole moment of basically heartbreak and focusing your energy so much into this physical thing that I lose and forget that feeling of that person, you know, it's really is the thought that counts, you know what I mean? And especially if I'm paying it forward, let's say it is a sweater, let's say whatever it is, you know, if I'm giving this to someone that can actually use it or actually needs it, you know, that's the bigger picture too, because that was, that was that person's intention all along was to help me. So let me pay this forward in this way, you know? And so that's kind of, and that's, I kind of told that to my mom and she's like, I never really thought about it that way. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, how that's how that's how it works for me you know and it's, my, it's not everyone's cup of tea and like I said it's not a negative thing if you do have a lot of stuff just as natives that's that's just us you know yeah. and so but like with me it's like I slowly tried to kind of un, undo that because I have had people that I love very much you know pass just as anybody else and I realized I was putting my so my my mind you know I was getting so wrapped up in keeping those things that when it got damaged or when I couldn't find them or, you know, it really shifted my energy in a way that, you know, really, you know, is damaging. So I'm like, well, you know, what? it's a picture goes a long way or, you know, writing down how I felt when I received this item or just having that remembrance of that person the right way is a lot more valuable, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. I'm Mm -hmm. totally with you on all of that. Seriously, um, and then it's it is like again. That's why I was like, this is a big topic all around because even it just is. like the considerations of like everything that was taken away from us
1: that's that too you, you know, you know you that's know. what i'm saying it's not a need. Yeah. like i'm not trying to portray it as you need to yeah. get rid of your stuff because i really do understand mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of things that i still hold on to you know i'm a yeah. sucker for a written letter like i always oh gosh, i have yes. like a whole box full of even if it's a little like just a little thing you know yeah. i keep yeah. it all and like to me that's what i choose to hold on to yeah. you know and so just, just as cultural people we have you know There's a lot that has been taken away from us. And being able to cherish those things now is, you know, very important to just us as people in a lot of different ways.
0: Heck yeah. I'm right there with you, Michaela. Uh, and, and that's I'm, I'm, I'm low-key biting my tongue at the moment Because I'm just like uh, It can be such a deep dive And I don't
1: <laughs> I don't want Yeah, exactly
0: I don't want yeah, exactly, to take you too far Because yeah, I, I completely feel all of that And again, you know Just like we know It all it all traces back You know We can trace these things back And we can connect them to other things Uh so yeah, definitely yeah. looking forward to to touching on it a little bit more because yeah, it's so For cool sure. that you even thought about that, uh you yeah. know, just bringing up uh with, yeah. with your first example,
1: all aspects like all races like have something, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's not really realistic, and I wouldn't want to live my live my life that way if I couldn't if I got rid of everything except for yeah. like the clothes in my pack.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> you
1: know? And that's how those people really live. It's just they like really they have, live like, that. like kind of nothing. And I couldn't, I couldn't do that
0: yet. I see the value. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't see these things for so many years. And I see that a lot, you know, like literally looking on the other side of my room right now, there are like storage bins where there's things in there that I haven't seen for years, you mm-hmm. know? So like, do I need these things? I don't think so yet then yeah. when you go and then you, you, engage with them again you're like oh this is this whole chunk of my life mm-hmm. you know this is this is the pared down version of this whole other thing this was given to me by this person whatever yeah. it is you know it's yeah. so strange like having to like reconcile that um and so yeah it's just like it's, I know. it's there's the desire to to live less cluttered yet yeah. again it's just like ooh,
1: yeah like, I, I was, like, going through my room and, like, a family member gifted me, like, this sriracha bowl or something with, like, sriracha. And I'm like, oh, but, my, you know, she did gift it. I'm like, Michaela, are you going to use that sriracha bowl? Like, you can throw that in the car. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the littlest things. And it's just, like, and then I, when I am going through things and, like, tossing things, it's a good feeling. But then sometimes it's, like. I'm not gonna use this, and as cheesy as this little thing is, I gotta keep it. Like, then you just throw it back in the storage (laughs) bin. You're like, I gotta keep this one too. So let me just keep it. So, but like, I do have my small bins of different things, but I try not to keep. Too much to wear, and like unless it it is like literally a piece of them to like uh-huh. flip, like the letters. That's a big thing I'm on because that's literally a piece of them. Their handwriting, yeah. whether it's Ooh. the perfume yeah. on the paper or whatever, it really is. You know, it's their literally their deep thoughts or thoughts or feelings of how they were in that moment. So. I'm heavy on that but like other items like because i get a lot of, and i'm really bad i my family if they're listening to this you know you can turn it off now but I, like when it comes to like christmas and i get so many things i just don't need and realistically mm-hmm. don't use so mm-hmm. i always i always i get rid of the stuff that i know i'm not gonna gonna use yeah. but like one thing I definitely am an advocate for is like either goodwill or paying it forward in some kind of way that makes me feel better because like even when I was last home my great-grandmother got me this jacket as a kid and I was like I just really want this jacket and she got me the jacket and it's been sitting in my closet for like I don't even know like ten, fifteen years, <laughs> and so I'm like, I never wore, I don't wear this, and so, yeah. but it was still perfectly good, and like, I'm like, you know what, you know, I want to give this to, uh, hopefully another kid will wear this, you know, yeah. and it's cold, and they can't afford, because it was a nice jacket, and I'm like, you know, I think of it as. some people don't have a lot of money you know and they Mm -hmm. need certain things and just to see if i would let's say if that was me and i walk into like a goodwill store or if i walk in you know and to where they're giving free clothes and i see that like i couldn't normally afford this but i want this jacket you know that's how i think about it so it makes it that much more easier for me to kind of give things away but then when it comes to like and then i do have like this necklace from my great-grandmother that she gifted me and I don't know if it was a re-gift, but she had a strand of hair when she gave it to me in there. Because wow. my great-grandmother, Nancy Half anybody who knows her, her hair, I guess it would shed a lot. But it was just like, it, the way it would, it was just like one strand here or one strand there. Huh. And I got one, this necklace that she gave me. It was a coral necklace. And she had one strand of hair kind of stuck in, like, the the clasp.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so
1: I've never worn it, and I've put it in, like, a Ziploc bag, and it's still there to this day, like, her one strand of hair. And so, like, stuff like that, that compared to the jacket. You know what I mean? To where it's like, she bought me this jacket. She wouldn't even remember if she bought me this jacket because it was so long ago. She didn't care. She was like, okay, there's your gift, you know? And so, you know, that could help another child, but then, this necklace though so that's why i try to like there's the t- there you need balance somewhere
0: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you know? yeah but yeah oh my gosh well funny enough when you said oh like uh because they're leaving parts of them with you i was gonna say like what like a lock of hair or like a, <laughs> a dried umbilical cord <laughs> like, or something girl, uh, <laughs> it's actually like a strand of hair <laughs> oh man it's a
2: little stuff
0: uh, you know the ancestors being around us they they stick around in their ways yeah uh, which is amazing Uh, Well, well, another cool thing that we get to encounter this week is uh, an additional amazing interview on deck. Last week we had, uh, hey, Melanin, no playing, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Amber Starks (laughs) on the show. And that was so awesome. Uh, And this week we have a whole brand new person coming on.
1: We do. People actually want to talk to us.
0: You know, just wow. <laughs> Little did we know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you know we did have some good uh, ringers in the in the beginning of our journey. So it's nice that here we are, twenty something <laughs> episodes in, and people are still like, "Okay, I fucks with them."
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. I really am. I'm, but I'm surprised in a great way. It's always a good feeling. Like even hearing Daniel, like oh, I was listening to episode 17. I'm like, 17? You're get tired of us 16 episodes ago? We, we appreciate you. We right? really appreciate
0: you. Yeah, for sure. I know. Oh, my gosh. Well, cool. Uh, to uh, introduce our next guest here on Quantum Theory, DNA Newell is a Navajo and Black filmmaker, actress, and photographer. She spent her formative years on the Navajo reservation and has also spent a lot of time in the city of Los Angeles, California. Uh, She has teamed with local community organizations to address um, major issues plaguing the Navajo Nation, such as poor access to healthy food, uh, as well as uh, done much work in promoting holistic wellness in her community. Beyond that, she is the producer, director, and editor behind a documentary film highlighting the negative effects COVID has had on the Navajo people called Sovereign, and Dione is just an absolute bright and shining soul, and we are so excited to have her here. Yeah. So let's welcome DNA Newell.
1: Cool.
0: Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Here we are with the Dione Newell. Ah, so hey. excited. yeah. We're here. Hi guys. Yes. Hello, hello, DNA. Well, um, we have given a quick little rundown of, you know, the ticks and tacts ratio. However, uh, how about you let the people know exactly who you are?
3: Uh yeah. So Yat e Shea Dione Nul, Da Shijanet, Khachi Nina Schlit, Na Hisli, Bashish Chin, Belagana Dashuche, Na Hisli Dashanele. Uh, hi, my name's is Dione Newell. Um, I hail from the Navajo Nation. I have, have been in Los Angeles for the past um, decade or so, but I grew up on the, res- uh, the Navajo Reservation or the Diné Reservation. Uh, my mom is Navajo, my dad is Black, and he's from um, the Los Angeles area, but recently or more recently le- moved to Northern California. And um yeah, so I actually originally started my career in tech and more recently have been doing a lot of activism in native spaces, um uh, focused on food insecurity on the Navajo Nation during the pandemic, and then um recently consulted for the substance abuse and mental health services administration with tribal tech. Um, and then I've more recently been focused on wellness activation or activism within different indigenous communities in Southern California through the chapter house LA. So yeah, I recently met another Diné woman who heads up the chapter house and she's also the executive director of the Navajo water project. So that's an incredibly um, powerful nonprofit. So we've been able to partner and work together on some wellness and empowerment workshops in Los Angeles for uh BIPOC communities. Wow.
0: Awesome. So, how m- I know seriously. So, how many years in 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 Los Angeles itself have you been?
3: Um, about ten years now. So, when I was pretty young, I left the reservation. I was at about nine, and then moved to Northern California, and like the last decade, I've been in uh, Southern California.
0: Loving it. Um, well, because I, for me, I've I've I was born on the coast in Seattle. Uh, and our family's reservation is in Northwestern Idaho. So, you know, it's a good six hour trip. And uh, my uh, family went back and forth all the time. So I was going from the city uh, to spending weekends out on, in the rural reservation in Idaho, out in Lapwai. Wow. Uh, so it was a lot of back and forth. Uh, and, uh, then later in like middle school, high school ages, that, that time got a little bit more, you know, chunkier. It wasn't so back and forth. Mm -hmm. However, it's very interesting to hear like how you spent like a concentrated time in your youth, um, on and around the reservation and then later moving into more metropolitan spaces. Like what was that whole experience like for you?
3: Yeah. Um, it was pretty alienating at first. Um, so my mom and dad, you know, divorcing when I was like in elementary school, was interesting because, you know, I had really been inundated by traditional culture and teachings because my mom really wanted to make sure that we still had a connection to so many traditions like stories, um, language, and then like, you know, just traditional customs, clothing, jewelry that were all passed down to me for my great grandmother, a lot of which I'm wearing now um, and have been fortunate to carry with me. But it was very strange moving into A place where uh, nobody knew who natives were or that indigenous people even existed um, in metropolitan spaces and growing up reading about Native Americans in history books was so strange because it was like Uh, this is you guys are reading about my hometown and you know the native dwellings like a Hogan it's like it's a Hogan (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, you know Mm -hmm. all the mispronunciations of words was so strange strange to me also um, I had a stepmother who very much didn't embrace that side of my culture and made me feel very strange about it where I was like oh maybe I shouldn't really embrace it or like wearing my turquoise jewelry at school would be weird like you know, my mom always encouraged it and was like, Oh my gosh, you look so beautiful in your traditional clothing. And she'd dress us up at school functions in traditional clothing. But then coming back to California, it was like, Nobody dresses like that. You know, nobody understands what you're wearing. Nobody wears turquoise anything. It's not cool. You know, the trendy stuff is like diamonds and rhinestones and all these other jewels that are seen as more precious. Whereas, like, mm-hmm in traditional Navajo culture, uh, turquoise is protective. It's called, uh, and we wear it as often as we can, because it is, it is something that reminds us of where we come from and the power that a lot of these natural stones give us and the protection that we're connected to. So yeah, it was alienating. And then you, you mentioned like those concentrated times I ended up having the, um, Ability to go back to the reservation during COVID, just because of circumstance and my mom having a nervous breakdown and my sister's not doing so well. So I was able to live back home as an adult for about 10 months during the pandemic, which was so surreal because you really don't appreciate anything when you're a kid. Everything is just like, oh my God, it's three hours from the nearest airport and my mom lives on this dirt road in the middle of nowhere. We don't have cell phone coverage. The internet is terrible. Those are all like just annoyances when you're a kid. And then as an adult, I was like, wow, I get to like actually disconnect and not feel bad Mm -hmm. for not having my phone on me at all times. And I really got to dive into so many traditional teachings and remind myself of why um, home just felt so much more settling to me than the city. So, um, yeah, it was an incredibly powerful like last year and a half for me where I feel so much more grounded in who I am. I feel like I know where I belong. And although I'm between these two worlds, um, you know, I go back and forth pretty often. I just went home last week for about a week and I love being able to do that and escape from the city now.
1: Yeah, the res is definitely like a comfort zone, especially coming from the city and then going home. And then city yeah. people almost look at you like you're crazy, like oh, there's nothing there. You're probably glad to be back. And it's like no, like I love being home because it's like I know the person that you know I'm I'm next to standing in line at the at the at the grocery store, or yep. you know somebody knows my family, or you know mm-hmm. you know it's just so comfortable and cozy because everybody just kind of has your best interest, especially with it. I know that Navajo reservation is huge compared to ours but still it's just that comfort of being around kind of your own you know and we all kind of love the same and you know vibe the same so
3: yeah um, good
1: feeling yeah
3: <laughs> all the inside jokes like exactly culture, exactly <laughs> yeah yeah. For sure. yeah.
0: yeah. Plus that additional part that you talked about, literally being able to put your phone down, you know, like I love Mm -hmm. that. Like it used to be frustrating because I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't get no service. My internet's so slow. We've (laughs) Mm -hmm. talked about that here on the show multiple times.
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) However, you know, then I love it too because I'm like, all right, I'm I I crossed the res boundary, like phone down, it's gotta go, you know? And so then I get to sit and scram a little bit longer or, you know, sit and watch my baby cousins play, you know, like Mm That you, you get
3: to be present, like, yes, yes, very very so. a unique way. And, like, I come back to L.A. and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's dogs barking out of my window 24-7. There's sirens going off. And where my mom is, we have acres, like, because my great-grandmother gave us a home site that's been in the family for such a long time that, like, We don't have any neighbors, um, like visible neighbors at all when you step outside. So you can walk outside the house like naked (laughs) if you wanted to. (laughs) It's amazing. Like sometimes I'll just run outside topless because I'm like, I need to get some sun over here. You know, I'm like, (laughs)
1: let me balance balance this out.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just arms extended to the heavens. Ancestors, I'm here.
1: Dogs. oh my gosh i couldn't magical. do that the res dogs would look at me crazy if i did that at my mom <laughs> <The res laughs> right, girl get back oh into gosh, the house
0: chase down the street and this that ah
3: <laughs> i love that oh the oh, peace man. and quiet though is unmatched like you mm-hmm. sleep and you don't hear anything like and you, the way that you can see the stars in the milky way is just so stunning i love that so much
0: the, well, yes, the the stars themselves are beautiful. So for me, uh, I spent uh, prior, like just before COVID um, on the reservation living with my grandparents. And uh, there's, a, there's a highway that goes through our town of Lapway and it goes directly past my grandparents' place. So like to merge, you know, like a normal person would leave their driveway and they would hop maybe on a residential road and then go mm-hmm. to another residential road. You no, know, my grandparents literally go from a gravel driveway Onto a 65 mile an hour highway. Uh, okay. and it's on a corner.
2: Wow. Uh, you know, yeah.
0: My great grandma or my great grandma, my my grandmother, she uh is in her 80s now and she merges directly um on this corner. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a whole Dang. thing. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's super impressive in that way. And it's also very dis- like disheartening because you know, like you have this um beautiful image that you set up of like your home and there's no visible neighbors around, you know, you're able to like really lock down and, and, and Mm -hmm. connect with the land in that way. Right. Um, so even at my grandparents' place, I am able to do that. Uh, uh, yet, you know, it is kind of, we, we say lament in, uh, in Nespers it's like, it's like bothersome or like annoying, you know, um, that there's like these things that pass through. Yeah. I love going, I loved going out, sitting outside um, and watching the rotation of uh, the Big Dipper go around the North yeah. Star, because I spent that much time with them.
2: Wow, uh, that's so, so
0: beautiful, right? And and I and never in my years prior to that had I had that opportunity yet. You know, living with them right before the pandemic hit, and then you know after however many months, you know, going down and visiting. Um, and just kind of like you know being outside and seeing it at night and being like oh my gosh it's rotated another quarter it's rotated another you know um, yeah. being centralized because of the the pandemic itself and like being able to connect uh, it's it's amazing how the stars just like really just uh, you know
3: yeah I love that connection in nature that you brought up because it reminds me of a story because um, that's that's essentially how we're meant to live right is be so in tune with nature that that's how we tell time. That's how we can determine the seasons. That's when we know how to plant or harvest. And, um, you know, we see the animals as they're moving in and out of hibernation and different things. Because my great grandmother, um, it's funny, she was about 106 or 7 when she passed away. And I had no idea that she was well into her 80s when I was born because she was sheep herding with me. And I, as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, when she was born, she was definitely in her 80s. There's no way that she wasn't. So. Um, we didn't actually know how old she was when she passed because the government came around or the census bureau came around and tried to get birth dates for everyone. And she was already about five or six years old at the time. And they gave her and her, uh, younger cousin the same birthday. And when they asked her mother, when she was born, her mother said she was born when snow was on the ground. So she could have been born anytime between like November to February. Like we don't actually know her birthday, but that's how in tune they were with nature. Is like, that's how they tell time and that's how they can determine years have passed. And I think that's so beautiful. It's such an awesome story for you to like really be in tune with nature that you're like kind of telling time the way our ancestors did and the way that we're meant to be connected in that way. Yeah.
1: Oh my
0: Gosh, what a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that
3: oh yeah thank you for sharing yours that's so incredible you were so in tune with nature out there
0: oh, a little bit <laughs> Don't give me too much <laughs> you know I, I still had I had my moments where like my scissor was playing in my earbuds oh my uh, you know you know things like that so you know right? it, was, it was half half tradition half contemporary you
1: yeah know? <laughs> yeah so funny. Oh, oh baby
0: so going through a breakup listening to lemonade <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: it's like yeah i see bigfoot across the way you know in the trees yeah. but you know well I was on I, my run just wrestling <laughs> just real deeply connected
3: yeah, yeah. oh my gosh I kind of I have a question about that though because like what are the landscapes like for the reservations that you guys come from I'm so curious
1: as in mm-hmm. like like what it looks like
3: outside <laughs> yeah. is it like is it desert is it forest? No.
1: Uh, It's like it's hills, you know, but it's hills within Idaho and Washington. It's like, I guess, would they be considered rolling hills, Kellen, like rolling brown hills? I don't know. I wonder once you get towards Oregon. I know yeah. I just I wanted to sound <laughs> some <laughs> funk on it you know, you know weddings, <laughs> hills. Right. Yeah.
0: Hills. Well, people talk about the rolling hills of like the plains and stuff like that right so yeah. I'm like yeah shit.
1: yeah I'm not-, not not desert though like definitely okay hills everywhere and then like once you go towards Oregon like that's where the mountains really kind of kick in and come into play we have rivers um we live right on the Snake River. So that's one thing I think that's the one thing when people come from like that are from different tribes that come over to where we are. I know uh, they complement the rivers a lot because we live right on the liver. The, so we're very known for like salmon and fishing and things like that. So. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's it's very, very beautiful. I guess I never really described it before kind of yeah. in that way. But um, Oregon's in Wallowa, which is our original homelands, which Callum could probably tell you a lot more about. He's got all of that on lock he goes there all the time and i'm so jealous because i still have not had a vacation out and all the way i wanted to but we'll make it, it a lot prettier there okay oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> yeah to expand on that um i didn't even know that it was actually a really great thing until somebody mentioned that um right where right outside of our reservation um lewiston idaho it's uh we call it seminicum uh, and it's the joining of two rivers uh so the the snake and the clearwater river water yeah and i didn't realize that that's a major thing uh, that it's not often that two rivers come together Uh, And somebody remarked uh, about that on like a plane trip. And they're like, oh, that's the place where the two rivers come together. That's a major geographical this and that. And it's like, oh, I didn't know. (laughs) Um, Beautiful. Yeah, so that we have a great connection with the Columbia. You know, we're one of the tribes that help steward the Columbia River that uh, Mm -hmm. goes west over to the ocean itself. Uh, And so, yeah, up and through Idaho and, and upper Washington, we have a lot of canyons, like deep canyons through like Seven Devils area. Um, and then, as you go uh, even down into like southern Idaho, like really huge, you would call them hills. Yeah, they're basically mountains. They're huge. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. down into the Wallowa area um, is where we have like uh, the big mountains uh, and the Wallowa Lake. Yep.
3: Yeah. Okay. That's beautiful. That sounds so <laughs> stunning. Yeah. The, I mean, the Navajo Reservation or the Diné Reservation is a lot more um, arid, it's dry. There's pretty high elevation where my mom is. So it's about 3,500 feet and we do get snow. So we get all seasons. And a lot of people wouldn't think that's the case because it's Arizona and people are like, Oh, that's like Phoenix. It's the desert, but, um, just, you know, 45, 30 minutes away from her house, there's pretty thick forest and, um, mountains and tons of lakes where we go fishing. So, Rivers aren't as common. Um, they're definitely like more lakes and there are natural ones and some man-made ones, but, um, yeah, Flagstaff in Northern Arizona, you do get like thick forest and, uh, it's just a little more dry. So I imagine it's not, um, the trees probably aren't as big as where you guys are and the mountain ranges get pretty big. Um, I definitely have yet to like kind of show people that there's so much depth to the reservation because I think a lot of people are like oh it's just Arizona like they probably stuck you guys on this like forsaken land that doesn't have any natural resources and that's not necessarily true so that's awesome
0: yeah well that's kind of like a rundown of of all of our natural territories however yeah the uh, the ways that our natural homelands were reduced down to this reservation, um, which is now in northwestern Idaho, it, um, you know, it, it came from colonial structures, uh, it came from the colonial system wanting to extract our land for its resources. Uh, so yeah. gold was found in, or- in what is now known as Oregon, the Oregon Territory. Uh, also, the cattle farmers back in the 1800s saw our plush prairies. Um, and you know, so it was, it was a way for them to come over and have herding land. And, you know, now those families are still living there. Um, and so they, there's actually the the whole, this because there's the treaty of 1855, which like established our first general rights with the U S and then there's another treaty of 1863. And some of them, some it's kind of known as like the thieves treaty or like the, the, the lost treaty or the the Stolen Treaty, um, because it was only a small group of people that signed that treaty that signed away the rights for everyone. Wow. Um, so it's basically like if you were to look at the U.S. and, you know, um, you know, Idaho signing for the entire West Coast, everything west of the Mississippi. And if Idaho were mm. to be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll give you all of this stuff and we'll just stay over here in this tiny little corner of Idaho. You yeah. know, all the other states would be like, um, what are you talking about? Right.
3: Yeah, exactly. I, I There's a similar story with um, the Diné people and how they were moved to an area in New Mexico. I believe it was on 1850 something. Um, and yeah, of course, uh, the huge, bigger part of our reservation or our territory was downsized. And then we were all moved back. And there's basically something very similar to the Trail of Tears that the Cherokee had. And it's called the Long Walk. Um, And thousands of uh, Diné people died along that trail and even going to the camp and then coming back. Um, But thankfully, we were placed on a majority of the original land that we did occupy. But it was very much um, the transaction was similar, the treaty in which. Uh, you know, a few leaders of the tribe signed away a number of different, you know, agreements for people who had land. And then they were told later, like, oh, now you're on government property, you need to move. Um, so it's still just, it's interesting how so many tribes have different experiences. And I can't imagine what it's like to be someone in Los Angeles who has traditional ties to the land here. Cause I went to an event this past weekend or the, I hosted a wellness workshop through the chapter house LA. And there are a number of Tongva people who were in attendance and they occupy or their uh, territory is the Los Angeles basin. And so if you think of that, it's like, what does their land look like compared to what it did when they were here? And it was just them before it was Mexico, you know, before it was California, way before it was Los Angeles. Um, So it's interesting to just think like you can come out and try to connect with the land in a way that is more um i don't know like trying to filter out all the noise of the architecture in the city because the the nature is still there trying to come through the concrete and yet the city has just like stuff like snuffed it out so we're very lucky to have reservations that are not like smack dab in the middle of the city mm-hmm. for
1: sure
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw you needed... up,
0: Oh no, I so just needed Mike. a moment after like nature is trying to breathe through the concrete or something like that. Whatever you just said, <laughs> yeah, that one really got me. Yeah.
1: That's, <laughs> oh a <quote>. <laughs> That's a quote. That's a quote.
0: I was like, "Oh, that was beautiful." You just... <laughs> Thank you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Yes. Well, uh, I first encountered, uh, DNA on Instagram, I was just, I actually don't even know like how we connected like the following or the, anything like that. Um, however, I just remember being so, um, stricken, struck with uh, your work. I don't know what, what the right verb is right there. Uh, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. uh,
0: By, by the artwork and, um, and (laughs) especially, um, Seeing your, your short trailer for sovereignty.
1: Yes, that was good. Right though? Thank you. Yes. Yes.
0: Um, and so I mean, just all of that. I was just like, who is this person? Uh, and so it's been awesome being able to like be in community with you in the last like six to eight months. Yet um for for people who don't know, what what are the art forms that you like to express yourself in? Uh and and what is kind of the inspiration behind a lot of your work here in, in the recent?
3: Oh, yeah. Um. So as I mentioned, I went back home during the pandemic. And I think the inspiration is, it sounds a little dark, but systemic oppression and getting to a point <laughs> where it's like, we deserve to have healing spaces for us that are and stories that are told by us through us and for us. Um, and when I say us, it's BIPOC people. Um, and I don't know, those who have basically experienced the oppression or been on the other end of that oppression. And, um, I think I've been able to transmute it into something a little more poetic and heartfelt and beautiful, not to toot my own horn, but, um, thank you so much. You can
2: toot it. (laughs) thank
3: you so much for your kind words yeah um I just started to look around and I was like there's so much beauty in the things that we come from and the landscapes that we're a part of and that's what I really wanted to show in the trailer that you saw and the documentary is going to be focusing on food insecurity on the Navajo Nation and I got to a point where I was like There are so many traditional stories that need to be retold. And uh, we lost so many elders during COVID that we lost a lot of the stories. We lost a lot of the traditions, a lot of the medicine that comes through like storytelling, sorry, through storytelling, uh, I think is so potent. And we have an opportunity to revisit that now because we're the generation that is, we have an opportunity to impart it to the younger generation. I know Gen Zers or kids that are much younger may not care about it at the moment, but we're definitely the generation that's going to continue to um, impart that wisdom to the next generation and our children. And so I think it's really important for us to understand the value that we can get from reconnecting to those stories. And my art forms are filmmaking, um, poetry, and photography. And um, I've since been working in or working with different healing modalities that are not necessarily artistic, but more holistic. And um, I'm working on getting certified in breath work because I basically got to a point where I was like, we need communities dedicated to our healing just as much as we have communities dedicated to the trauma and the activism and, you know, trying to decolonize and unlearn and dismantle systemic oppression we have to equally focus on our healing and get to a point where we understand what that feels like. And we have an opportunity to embrace our cultures in a way that um, give us meaning. You know, I mean, the workshop that you and I did was so powerful for me because I was like, we have access to all these incredible tools that ancestors gave to us all this incredible artwork. And like, Mm -hmm. sometimes it just feels like it's like seeping out, you know, that like, I have to get it out on paper. I have to create some kind of visual about it. Like whether that's a, a a short video clip with a meditation over it, or, you know, spoken word and writing tradition or like adapting traditional stories for Instagram and an audience that probably isn't going to go read a traditional book or like scroll the internet for all these old Navajo stories that are still available. So yeah, I think poetry, photography, and filmmaking are like so incredibly important and they, they can be digested by so many people, right? Like you can read a short Instagram post and like the visuals and the medium that Instagram provides us is really awesome. And it can be really powerful.
1: For sure, for sure. Especially through art and any form of art, you know, we're all artists in our own right. So being able to share that and, you know, the way we see fit is extremely, extremely important. And now that we can create our own opportunities and individualize ourselves, it's very, very, very important to reclaim, establish and voice our own narrative. Because, you know, colonization has painted this picture that we should hate ourselves. And, you know, the last thing we should really love is ourselves and who we are in our culture to where now it's like no well, we can establish you know those those boundaries of mental health and show how important it is and kind of undo those bindings that colonization has kind of put over us so by sharing your video and sharing your artwork and all these masterpieces that you're creating and have yet to create you know it's doing that for this generation, you know, we are our, you know, we are our people's ancestors today, you know? And so mm-hmm. with, you know, technology is only getting better. And, you know, so I think the imprint that you're leaving is very, very, very important. So, um, all the kudos to you. Cause that video that the, the, the film that you did was, was amazing. I watched it and I was like, oh, this is so inspiring. <laughs> oh, the thank sovereign. you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's I- true. No,
3: no, go ahead. Oh, I was saying, I, do, I was doing some Instagram stalking also and being like, wow, like the work that you guys put out is so powerful and how awesome that like we share this same experience, you know, like it's a unique lens that we get to view the world through. And it's such a privilege. Yeah.
0: It truly is. And it's beautiful hearing how you tie in healing with all of it because it really is um, tied in. It's inextricable. I really love that word because, you know, it's like, you can't take it apart. It, it's, it's a part of it. Um, how much our beating practice is a healing method for ourselves, you know, and it's also healing beyond us. Yes. It's, it's our, it's our meditation and in, in ourself with our own, our own creation, what we're doing yet. You know, Michaela talks about how her grandmother, Chloe Thompson taught her, you know, she thinks of her grandmother and, um, I, I'm <laughs> sure she thinks of her many others, you know, um, like, half moon. Speak
1: you said Chloe Thompson. That's Chloe. Oh, I did Half
0: Moon. Oh my goodness. Chloe well, going to be so happy. No.
1: Her, her little sister's Chloe
0: Thompson. Um. <laughs> oh, buddy. oh my gosh. That's I am so, so sorry. Oh no, not me disrespecting. Okay, that's no, that's it. That okay. was <laughs> oh, <it's> coming out. <laughs> well, thank you for stopping me. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's gracious. okay. okay uh, Chloe Half Moon. You know, I think of my great grandparents. You know, as I work um, and, you know, like I sit and I talk to them, you know, and, and I think about how even just uh, the healing, like when, when they say that, you know, we are our ancestors' greatest prayers. Like my grandmother, mm-hmm. my great grandmother, people beyond, they sat and they did these things. They concentrated their love and their energy. Yeah. Uh, and they cast out their thoughts and their prayers. You know, these went out for years and for generations, and they fell on us. You know, so as I sit here at my desk and at my workstation and I'm thinking good thoughts about people and sending out good prayers about others and really talking to uh, Enam Titluna, like my ancestors, mm-hmm. um you know, i'm I'm doing that same thing. I'm casting out these these energy waves that that go beyond my body that create yes. hopefully healing for others, you know? Um, So it's, it's, yes, exactly. So it's beautiful to hear you say that.
3: It's funny because the workshop that I did this past weekend, um, when I was working on the documentary back at home on the res, I was like, I really want there to be a space for us to share this healing in a way that's so unique to us because we have these experiences where we used to come together in ceremony in powwows um, and share dance, share, share stories, share our artwork. Like, The Navajo Nation Fair was canceled this year because of COVID, but that was like one of the most awesome places you could go and see all of the art artwork from all of these Navajos from all over, not even just Navajos, but from different tribes near uh, next to us. And um, during the workshop this past weekend, I was kind of like, I would love for there to be a space for us to share, you know, medicinal or traditional plant medicines that are native to this land, um, spoken word you know, healing modalities that are very sacred to ancient peoples like breathwork, meditation, sound baths, things like that. And then also um, just try to get to a sense where we can speak these positive affirmations in a way that are relatable to us. And one of the poets who did the spoken word, I mean, she's incredible. I have to send you guys her info. I think it's Kelly Miha, she is Tongva. And she did a performance during uh, COVID or right before where Yo-Yo Ma was playing like directly behind her while she was doing her poetry. Like she's so powerful. And we were talking about how we channel our ancestors' um, strengths and their abilities. And she was like, it's so interesting that people say, I've done all this stuff on my own. And it's like, you don't realize who your ancestor was. And during the pandemic, I learned that my great-grandmother was a singing healer um, for different ceremonies. Like she was the woman who stayed up all night praying and singing over people for sickness, for um, different celebratory ceremonies, for weddings, blessing babies. And she'd come home in the morning exhausted, but she'd have all these gifts from the families that gave her, you know, cornbread or turquoise or just different things. She had tons and tons of gifts for her singing ability. And she was such a great storyteller. And I was like, oh my gosh, when I was doing the breathwork this Saturday, I felt this channeling come through me where I'm telling you, I got to a point where I never looked at the music that I curated. And I spent hours on that playlist where I was like, every moment of the breathwork session felt divine like I never looked down at the timing but the music transitioned exactly as it needed to as soon as I ended one part of the breathwork the song changed and everyone at the end was like oh my gosh did you orchestrate that like did you time that perfectly and I was like no I was just in flow and thinking of my grandmother's ability to like channel that strength and the healing powers that she had and I was like I'm not I'm getting chills now thinking about that moment because I was like, I don't have to do anything. Like the power is just it's there, it's a part of our blood, and we get to revel in it. It's so incredibly powerful.
1: Yeah. Chill's here. That sounds
3: beautiful. Yeah. The
0: chills here. People don't see it on the screen. Yeah, I literally like clutched my own self. Uh, <laughs> not even my <laughs> pearls. I just clutched my entire <laughs> being. And I was just like, oh my gosh, the chills Listen over my pearls. body. <laughs>
1: really does get the chills (laughs) because he'll hold his whole arm up i got chills (laughs) (laughs) the arm this time
0: (laughs) oh you you got the full clutch that was you did you know yeah there's
1: levels to his chills (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh i love that
3: yeah it's so incredible we have so much strength that we don't even know is in there and like we can channel that whenever we want
0: yes i it's kind of a hard pivot um, however, I also am worried or like I also wonder about um, the full extent of our ancestral being, you know um, for me, again, I, I was primarily raised by my mom who's native uh, mm-hmm. and then my stepdad who came in later, both native. Uh, so I didn't have a connection with my biological father, my you know, my my black family and my black American and African American and by extension, you know, African ancestry. Uh, yet i find moments even now where i'm just like i can call on these ancestors because i'm comprised of their blood i am comprised of their of their prayers you know
2: yeah
0: and so then i i wonder like for you like um what do you what how do you navigate that space or like what have i don't know just like your your full breadth of like what is encompassing you like how does that resound in your body
3: yeah, um, my experience was so different. And like, thank you for sharing that because I'm trying to imagine what it must be like to see the world through that specific lens. Cause for me, um, you know, obviously I left the Navajo res when I was very young, but went back every summer. I got to a point where I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll go back for Christmas too. And it was really just in spurts when I was younger. And again, I didn't really lean into it or appreciate it until maybe these last two years. And So during that time, I was very much inundated and surrounded by my dad's family, which is um, my dad is black and Creole, actually. So he has his father is actually from like Louisiana area. Mm -hmm. So he's like really light skin. His mother grew up speaking Creole before she moved to L.A. when she was like 19 or 20. So she moved to L.A. in like the early 1900s. And it's funny, because when I was in school, I went from speaking or learning Navajo as a second language when I was very young. Granted, my Navajo is pretty bad now, but um, my French is actually better because I was like, oh, I'm going to be channeling my my French heritage <laughs> or, you know, my Creole heritage. Mm-hmm. And it was hard because um, I while I have distant relatives there, I've never actually connected with them. Like I've never been to Louisiana. Um, my Nana and I became very close, which is my dad's Um, mother she when she was alive she and i became very close during college or my college years because i went to live with her and take care of her for about a year and a half and that's when i like really got to um lean into my african or like my black heritage not necessarily african but you know black because she's american Mm -hmm. and um uh yeah that's when i learned like some of her recipes for like cooking greens um cornbread her mac and cheese like Thanksgivings on my dad's side are the black traditional Thanksgiving, and it's funny because I'm thinking about the Thanksgiving that I want to have for my family. It's like I want the cornbread, I want the greens, I want the fry bread, you know, yeah. I want the mutton stew, I want um, I all, all, all these it. things. I want to like <laughs> remix some dishes too because it's like I want like cornbread is traditionally yellow corn. But in Navajo, we use blue cornmeal. So I'm like, what would like a blue cornmeal dish look like? You know, I, I want to buy that food. cookbook. Yeah, <laughs> right?
2: I'm ready.
3: yeah I, that would be so dope to do a fusion book or something. But it like, would. So many people have this experience, like we're not the only ones. And I was like, mm-hmm. how many people would be interested in something that's like a potpourri of all these things? Because that's what I want for my family is like. I'm no more black than I am native and mm-hmm. I want all of those things to be a part of my child's upbringing and like my family's experience.
1: Yeah, and society always makes you feel like you have to choose one or the other mm-hmm. or you know and then sometimes it just feels that way, you know, when you walk into a room whether it is an all native room or all black room, sometimes you just mentally feel like okay, they're making me feel as though I have to choose, but it doesn't have to feel that way, you know. And I think yes. just like you were saying, like you know, when you have children, I know when I have children, they're going to be in all the good eats. Like, I'm gonna be, it's going to be exactly like that. And it's yeah. like, you have, and you have such a rich history being Creole, like and you know, being your family, being from New Orleans too, mm-hmm. is like, that's a whole nother. Um, side of history that's probably you know waiting to be unlocked and unleashed. Yes. I don't know if you have ever seen my mother. Is it My Mother's Garden, Kellen? What we are talking about on Ooh, Netflix? In
0: My Mother's Garden, I believe yes. on Netflix.
1: Yeah, Ooh, definitely check that like out. That, but, yeah. So good. Yeah, and one Ooh, of the things was <laughs> Creole. Yeah, and she kind of broke all of that down. I'm like, man, there's so much that I even want to know. You know, in um, our mother's gardens. It, it's mothers and gardens together. Yes, <laughs> so just put that exactly. in the search bar. <laughs> Yeah. Mother watched it, it like
2: Netflix.
1: as soon as it, Netflix. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I watched it as soon as it like kind of came out, so I'm like that was a while ago, but it was really, really, really good. But um, but yeah, just how you were saying for like Thanksgiving, like the black Thanksgiving is like it's all it's universal. Like they all have you know the mains of the collard greens and yeah, yeah, mac and cheese and either a deep fried turkey or is it going to be a baked turkey? Like that's right. the biggest the biggest discussion or debate. But um, and then just imagining me, you know, imagining you fusing native you know, foods as well on the table. And it's just like, although Thanksgiving's a whole nother episode as a, you know, in oh terms of God. celebration, yep. but, um, <laughs> but still, um, yeah, you got, you're making me hungry. Let's put it that way. You girl I like know, I'm swear like, it's like, almost well. dinner time.
3: No, for real. I am so looking forward to that. I'm making all the dishes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, then too, M- Michaela's our, our resident foodie. Uh, so I mean, I'm a
1: foodie. No, oh, no shame. Because oh, I'm like no cookbook. All. all right, let's find a publisher. <laughs> hey, I know you yeah. went right
3: to cookbook. I didn't even think about that. That would be awesome. You're right. I
0: just thought like, like- of the invitation. I was like, <laughs> when is when is this happening? Because I, I t- want t- to be <laughs> there.
2: <laughs> right, tried them all out. together. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs>
1: for real and then it kind of ties back into what you were saying kellen of just being in a good mood because i know with beadwork it's the same thing like that energy really is transferable into your work you know and it shows whether it's too loose or whether it's too bumpy or you know and so you just have to have good energy and good you know vibrations within you while you're creating your your art form and on my black side that was always the case for cooking because my family likes to cook so it's like it's always a good time you know when you're cooking making sure the music's on or you're around your family or whatever it is because it shows through your food so it's kind of definitely that blend of cultures and it just goes to show that there are so many similarities between black and native cultures in terms of you know whether it is tradition you know or history or just even today you know we go through a lot of the same things just in different ways you know 100%.
3: 100%. I love that. Like you got to be in a good mood when you're cooking and you got to be in a good mood when you're making anything creative and like the artwork and the food it really shows the spirit that you're putting into it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: 100. Yeah, that's beautiful. All of it. The other thing that really stood out in that Netflix thing in our in our mother's gardens, I believe it's our. You
1: know, what? know. I'm just going to look it up. Go ahead. I know i was like google it real, real quick. you
0: going to bother me. Also, this is a super random aside. I am so sorry. However, I mentioned a word that I could not think of like three weeks ago, uh, and that word is stimuli. I, I could mm-hmm. not get that word. And it finally hit me like two days ago. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to tell Michaela." Anyways, I, do not unre- Kevin, I know you don't you remember. because It I was like literally from like memory. three and a half yeah. weeks ago. That's why it was, that was a personally me thing. Excuse I'm just trying
1: me for to keep that. up with this episode. Uh, I can't remember. I, said, I do not remember. Right? She's like, that
0: means nothing to me. Um,
1: yeah, not there's a listener out on there, there who's like, Kevin yeah. said
0: he would say that word and he never did. Uh, so I finally said it. Moral is uh, they talk about honoring their ancestors. And there's an example of a story of like a lady, she's sending out her food for her different ancestors and she's thanking them. And she's like, you know, they still live with us. They still are around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then, yeah, it just makes me think about, you know, the, the small ways that we honor our ancestors each day. Like, you know, we can call out to them, you know, be like, hey, come be with me, please. Like, hey, I need guidance. Hey, my emotional state isn't the best. Hey, my mental state isn't the best. Like, mm-hmm. come be with me. Uh, and how, you know, they are energetically still entwined around us and within us. Uh, so it's, it's really great to one, have that recognition. And then mm-hmm. two, as you learn more about your history, like you just talked about, you start to feel a deeper sense and, and a better connection with that. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And for uh, Navajos actually just aside, is it getting too dark? Cause the sun oh, is you're so good. Oh, no, really? No. Okay. So it's just an audio thing, right? It's,
0: it's an audio. Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> it's <just> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> okay. I was like, dang, um, I might, well, I think I'm good for a little while. It's not going to be pitch black, but anyway. um, (laughs) Yeah, I wanted to say, uh, oh, so I was thinking about, you know, you saying that our ancestors are very much all around us and we have this energy that we can channel at any time because it's so much a part of our being and in nature. And for uh, Danette people, we look at so many animals as like our grandfathers or our grandmothers. And there's so many times where like a coyote will cross the road. Or, um, uh, you'll see like a little tiny horny toad that they come out at certain times in the summer or like when it rains, they'll just like start popping on the ground, which is so crazy. But, um, you're supposed to be like very careful and like not touch them or kill them. Cause those are your chase and che means, uh, grandpa. So they're like all these little signs that we have from nature that are showing us our ancestors are protecting us, or they are in our presence, Um, or they've been incarnated in like various like animals specifically that are there to protect us and watch over us or give us signs that we're on the right path or we're going the right direction when we're driving or, um, you know, obviously warnings as well. I don't know if you guys remember the part in Res dobs where they have the owl come out and they like sense around the eyes. Out the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yep. gosh! That like averting crazy.
0: their eyes physically. Yeah.
3: They're like, oh. My sister sent me a screenshot, and I was like, oh my god, I have to watch this show. And then as soon as that came up, I was dying because yeah, like we all are not supposed to look at like look directly into the eyes, but it's just so cool how these messages and the traditions are universal.
1: Yeah. yeah. I saw that too, and I was like, I, I laughed, even though it probably wasn't necessarily funny for a lot of tribes. But I was just like, oh right. wow, because I, because I don't think our tribe really, you know, the owl. We don't have too much of a bad energy when it comes to owls, at least compared to other tribes. Because I remember living in Montana, and they were, it was like a, a, we were in the auditorium, so they were doing like, what are those called? Like a show, a show. I don't know, I forgot what they're called, but a performance where they brought the owl out. And like everybody was like turning their heads and looking down, like, I can't be in here. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? (laughs) You know, every tribe is definitely different. And I think that's, no, I don't want to say, I don't see. I don't want to say which tribe, but we were on the Flathead Reservation because I know it's kind of like a blend of Salish Kootenai. Oh,
2: okay. But,
1: but yeah, so they kind of have that connection to where it's like, they don't even look at the whole animal. But, yeah uh, mm-hmm. but yeah I, but like I every native know already knows you know what i mean like when you're right? saying it's universal we already know we already know what's up you
3: know what i mean yeah know i know down, and so. like i love that there's a show out there for us where we can see things like that we can and, have those and, connections and yeah you know, yeah exactly mm-hmm. so awesome
0: well and here we are you know uh making our small contributions as well in our right. connected connect world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, For future
3: generations. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, and before we run out of time, uh, how can people <laughs> find you? Um, now hearing all this amazingness that you shared with us.
3: Yeah, thank you so much. Um, so I am gonna be focusing on my um community account, which is called Black Native. It's black, which is spelled BLK dot native. And that's where I'm gonna be posting a ton of traditional stories. Um you know, healing workshops. I'll be doing little breathwork sessions where people can join on Instagram live or via Zoom uh, at least once a week. That'll be starting in a couple of weeks. I'll also be posting updates about local events that people can attend, like the wellness workshop I hosted with the Chapter House LA. Um, And we want to do something in December. So in about three weeks, we'll do another um wellness event and it'll be like a little empowerment workshop probably some spoken word and people can come and do some art yes. because there are a number of beadwork artists and people who do other types of art here in southern california so yeah it's uh, blk.native dope
0: yes decolonizing wellness a space held for the spiritual sovereignty and empowerment of black and indigenous people of color
1: yes that's it <laughs>
0: I said that off top. I memorized it. I was
1: going to say, you are. No, I'm just joking. I read it. It's up. literally
0: right here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can oh you my imagine? Hey, I haven't even memorized it. <laughs> right? Just me
0: sitting here with my flashcards, like, okay, I got to remember this. <laughs>
1: Still, the way you read it, like, if I was to read that, I would have slipped up twice. Like, and then no, five and a, words. <laughs> right. And I'm the one who
3: wrote it. I wouldn't, be, I was like, is that my bio? <laughs> <laughs> Your face was
0: so great. You were like, oh, oh, ooh. Dang, right? <laughs> Kill them Kill them Right? Mm-hmm. Like, Why well, might have to use that? No, I'm playing. I know. <laughs> Let me
3: borrow that. Appropriated. Right?
0: You're like, oh wait, that's mine. Never mind. I know. Uh, yeah, for real. Uh, oh, that's so man. amazing. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to um your your. I don't want to call it exploration. Yeah, it is exploration uh, into breathwork, into holistic uh, wellness and healing, and these different modes. Uh, of, you know, just making things better for ourselves and for yes. future generations, because yes. it's it's so beautiful. Um so thank you uh, for even, you know, taking the time to create these platforms and to to be connecting with organizations and and putting that energy out there. It's so beautiful to see,
3: yeah, thank you. I'm so glad that it's powerful. Um, the executive director of the chapter house was like, after that Saturday, she was like, okay, we need to figure out how we can make this happen more often. And in those moments and during Saturday, I was like, I just want to do this all the time. Like, how can I set up my life in a way that's empowering um, BIPOC women and men and creating spaces where we can come together and not just be in protest, like I said, or not just be rallying to tear down a statue and i'm not saying that those efforts are not important they're extremely important and there's so many organizations that are doing that powerful work and i think once we do those things like we will feel a sense of you know healing but there's so much physiologically that's still happening and so much that's happening in our body and in our mind still and we have to approach the healing from all those uh, those three angles, as well as tapping into the traditional healing modalities that we have access to, like story, like art, like song, like music and dance. So yeah, I'm super excited.
0: Himak is Big thank you for joining us today. You are most special uh, and it's <laughs> been an honor spending time with you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh So I guess it's a trade secret People wouldn't know this yet Now I'm going to mention it so they do notice Or they will know this Weird Those are some weird words Know this and notice Look at me trying to spit bars and not even know it Oh
2: oh oh. (laughs) oh oh (laughs) <laughs> did I just do it again? You just did it again. <laughs>
0: ah! <laughs> I love Sorry. it. Ooh, my palms are sweating now. Dang it.
1: Um, you got to keep it going. You just right. keep it
0: going. Look at it. Slip of the tongue and look what it did. Um, so moral is, yeah, one of the cool things about hopping off of our interviews with people Is that we get to sit and have a little bit more of a conversation. And it always seems like there's such good, like, final thoughts that come out in our off-recorded conversation. Um, Every time. Right? And so it just, like, it always leaves my heart so full. Because I already know, like, or I guess that's the cool part about it. Is that, like, there's so much goodness that comes on air that everyone gets to hear. Uh, And at the exact same time, it's, like, so nourishing and it's so beautiful um, for us that are, you know, getting together and sharing our stories that uh, we also bring healing to each other in, like, Mm -hmm. these super strange and unexpected ways. We really do. You know, which I guess by extension, quantum theory does for others here and there. You know, maybe the folks in Switzerland, primarily. Gang, uh, gang!
1: Shout
0: out to our peoples. <laughs> you know, <laughs> shout out to our people, people, people. <laughs> what was that? I get it. From? How I live it. Mm, uh, I live it oh, how I get I it. Was
2: like, Count all right, the motherfucking digits. Now I get it. I get it. <laughs> I pulled up like, with a
0: limit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought you made that up. I was like, oh no. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. And then when you started singing, I was like, all right, coming That's Mad ethnic right here.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah so one just another huge thank you to Dionne for being yes. so brilliant uh, and you know just an extra shout out for all the amazing work that she's putting out there and all the beautiful stories that she shared here on air with us and that we yes. also got to uh, to you know share in as a, a group discussion you know us three black natives privately that was that was really beautiful
1: very. And it was my first time meeting her. I never, I haven't, I didn't know her until now, but I'm mm-hmm. glad I got to meet her in this way because it's very raw, very open. And you really get to hear the side of them as opposed like, even with our last interview with um, with Melanin. <laughs> with, <laughs> right, with Amber. Yeah. with Amber. I love that
0: story of her in the, in the store being like, hey, i Melanin. <laughs> I know.
1: But yeah, but even with Amber, it's like, it's very just raw and uncut, and they get to choose how you know we get we get to really see the side of them that social media doesn't necessarily portray of them because with with social media, you know, even though they they get to choose what they show, but aside from that. Is we look at them how we look at them how we choose to look at them you know what I mean yeah. we perceive them the way that best suits our mind you know we pick them apart and pick out the things we like most which creates sometimes this person that's really not them you know mm. and so being able to kind of interact with them with in this way really keeps it open and honest and I really get to get to get to see that that side of them that they want to portray so um, it was really cool getting to know her you know and knowing the real her um, in this
0: interview. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fun. Cause you mentioned how like you, uh, you hadn't met before, you know, this was the two of you coming together for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, DNA and I, we, we worked on a project a few months ago. So we, we got to speak over zoom probably two or three times, uh, and share a few stories. So, you know, we had, uh, um, a little bit more of a rapport yet what was really cool is that the the moment that all three of us were on screen together you know we just started joking around and laughing like right away mm-hmm. um and that's what I'm really enjoying about this space Michaela and I I give so much like gratitude to you for oh, um, being again, a part I? of this space
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right
0: get your tissue ready uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking man. um no because literally uh it, it is so cool that you know with and Now we're seeing it with our, our infusion of guests again, how, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it really is a healing space and it's so For cool sure. to come in here, uh, and to just to share in it, to feel it. And also like, you know, we don't really experience it the way that others experience, you know, like the listeners do. Um, yet we, we hear about it every now and then where people are like, oh my gosh, I listened in, I heard this, it made me feel this way thank you for this whatever combination of those statements are you know mm-hmm. uh and so yeah it, it's beautiful um both the the internal uh reward and also you know the external goodness i guess for sure
1: yeah right? no i felt yeah. all of that all of yeah. it and I, <laughs> every time i do sit down and record this show i really do it feels good like it feel i really am try to be as present as possible with this show because there is so much relatability. Or if we're not relating, like, or I don't, like, the experience itself that you're sharing with me just sparks joy in me because it's like I haven't (laughs) had this experience. But I, you know, it's just, it feels good to just be able to just vibe with somebody that, you know, is like me. You know, it's like we really kind of have, we're becoming family in this this sense and it feels really, really, really good. And on top of that, being able to interview interview and speak to people who are just like us, you know, because I feel like almost we're kind of, and this might be a, the wrong way to put it, but it's just like we really are like our own kind of species in a sense to where, you know, we don't see enough of us anywhere, you yeah. know, and being able to collab and or being able to network or being able to just speak to and get to know these individuals really it kind of warms the soul a little bit you know yeah. it makes me think back to when i was a kid like man i wished i had these people you know in my life and so i i really I, despite everything that goes on around us at yeah. this time every week on this day i look forward to just having these conversations cuz we can really let it out on the table and it's like as misunderstood as we may feel out there and here That's not our reality, you know? Yes. So it feels good.
0: Yeah, it actually. I, I kind of like smirked when uh, she was talking about her inspiration with her work, and she was like, "You know what, low key, it's like systems of oppression, something like <laughs> yeah, that." And I, I was too. like, "And
1: I was like, Lord, it was a yes. happy, it was <laughs> <laughs> laughing while crying." At the same right, time.
0: exactly. Because <laughs> it's like us two girl. Like that's yes, you know yes, that's why yes. we're here. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly why we're here.
0: <laughs> you know, we're fighting a uh, good
1: fight together. <laughs> but yeah. that's the beautiful part. And just like when she said, "Would she say?" um Something through the concrete.
0: Oh, yeah, like the nature trying to breathe through the concrete yes, or like express yes. itself through the concrete, something like that.
1: And that's like, we're that breath, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's like uh, all together. Come on. <laughs> it's beautiful at the same time. Yeah, we're trying to fight the same fight, but it's beautiful because we are collectively together and we're seeing the beautiful sides of one another that we never really got to showcase or individualize, you know? And so, um, yeah, everything she had to say was was, was really dope.
0: Yeah. May I ask, how does no. it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm um, just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. I Why set you, myself up by even doing telling. that. Just kidding, right? I know. <laughs> no, <laughs> Why are you always doing no, my business? <laughs> 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 uh, you business, so, just
1: mine. You business. You got that reference? <laughs> you got that one? Um. 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 Yes. Uh, oh my gosh, Oh, it doesn't help with the music. Um, <laughs> that's my jeopardy music.
0: Just yeah, go ahead. Jeopardy. You 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 can go ahead. You you could.
1: I finally got you. I haven't yeah. gotten one in so long. The Fresh Prince. Thank. Oh, Remember yes. when G, like was this girl wanted to fight her? He's like, like yeah Ashley. Tip, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yep. That's right. Uh,
1: anyway, go ahead. Ask me <laughs> <it> this question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're so good. Um, I just thought of my brother and me on Nickelodeon I think where he's like hit me hit me which this might have been like before your time um yeah, then he got socked and anyways, there's okay, a whole I've thing never seen it. um moral is uh the question getting back to the question so my eyes like admittedly like halfway glaze over gloss over mm-hmm. um when. Um, people talk about their black family um mm-hmm. because again like I don't really have that experience and so like when you two were like going in uh with like you come know, on
1: over Callen. you know like your My thoughts of like food and something like, you know like
0: all the all the things you know I'm always like ah, 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 like small little like oh chuckles like uh because I don't like fully have that full grasp yet for you like uh how how is that like hearing another person's experience that like you know because like that it, cause like energy, uh, between Mm -hmm. you two. Like, how does that whole thing feel for you?
1: Well, I mean, if it was any other black person, it wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, I I don't think that conversation necessarily would have been there because it's the norm. Like we all got the, and I actually had this conversation with someone and they were talking about food or something. And they were like, yeah, so there was greens and, you know, um, sweet potatoes and mac and cheese. And I was like, oh, the the usual. They're like, yeah. So it's just very glossed over, you know. But yeah. then I think for me, talking to another black native, it's a whole nother kind of experience. Because even with everything that we do, with every experience that we have, it's like, it's different for us, you yeah. know. Even if it is your own, your own culture, your own, it's still different for us. You know, I can't really explain it. It just is. So when you're with someone who's just like you, it's like all those experience wrapped in one, we see it and we relate to it just by something so simple as talking about food. If that makes sense. So it's like with her, it's like that, that little quick connection. It's like, all right, you know, I have this experience with another native at the same time or, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It's just a weird feeling. But even with natives, it's like you can easily brush over something that's so normal. But then once you talk to a black native, it's a whole nother kind of experience, you know, so I don't know.
0: Yeah,
2: but yeah,
1: but you can come on over for Thanksgiving, Kevin. <laughs> we'll Yay. save you a plate. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I'm, a, I'm about it. Uh, I will no, eat. No, you, you seriously,
1: uh, I would. You see, I mean, every black family is different, so I will say, yeah, mine, <laughs> yeah. mine's very religious, so we can't have our QTP conversations at the dinner table, but, um, <laughs> but um, you are more than welcome to come eat. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, maybe uh, a post-dinner uh, walk or something, like, after, yes. then it's like, ooh, quick little... Uh, Whatever. Um, no, you're no to it, stay it was posted
1: up on the couch. Right. That's yeah. What I the know. men do? They eat and then they sit there for a good two hours while the women <laughs> have to clean That's the moving. whole. Key. Like we're full too. You know what I'm
2: saying?
1: <laughs> right. We're
2: full too. We got to get your ass up as and well. Well. get in here, and wash
0: the dish. <laughs> oh, oh, I live. Um, well, yeah. It was it was beautiful witnessing. Even you know, because uh, again, DNA and I have had a few conversations. You know, um, so. We've we've interacted before, yeah. Yet yeah, for the two of you to be interacting for the first time is really cool to witness. And two, you know, you both are just like absolutely stunning and talented human beings. So to be graced with your presence alone, uh, and to be. The literal fly on the wall, I guess. Please, you got a um, seat
1: at the table too, Kellen. Don't even on. do that. You know, thank you.
0: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, Brought my own play settings. Nay, it is COVID. Nay, it's <laughs> COVID. that's
1: facts I say that all the time. Um, it's COVID. But <laughs> people swear. I like. I swear. People probably think I'm like a germaphobe. But I'm like, bruh. It's COVID. It's COVID. Like right.
0: unprecedented times. Take come cautious. on now. <laughs>
1: And this mask thing, I'm not even gonna get into that. I wear my mask everywhere, and like, there are people I am with who do not wear their mask, and then they're Mm. like, all right, you're tripping. I'm like, no, you're tripping. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Let's really get into it.
1: (laughs) It's COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna get that printed on a T-shirt. So don't ask me no questions. Why I got my mask on? Why I got hand sanitizer in my pocket? You know, le- leave me alone. Bro, it's COVID.
0: Come on. It's COVID. This, <laughs> with the shrugging emoji. Just exactly. Like. <laughs> exactly.
1: Mind your business. Like, I'm going to be safe. <laughs>
0: Oh Oh, my gosh! Uh, Which I I did send you. I mentioned it on the show. Yeah, I sent you that that video of that little girl. She's like, "Worry about yourself" or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so good, right? Yes. Worry about yourself. What do you want me to do? A little
1: bit more of that. Worry about yourself. Worry
0: about yourself. Can not speak
1: the truth? That's, don't they though that's, that's, crazy, that's a, like that's what i say is like we we grow up wanting to be an adult just to realize we want to be a kid again you know yep. what i mean and it's it, it's everything it's the boldness it's the way they love it's like it's just we don't think about it so much we don't yep. have, you know what i mean it's just natural reaction and natural instinct to say and to love and to hug and to you know we need a little bit more of that in our in our world and in our yeah. society
0: when my nephew, like a month or so ago, was like, "You can't always have your hands full, yes, Uncle." Yes, I remember that. You yeah. know, I was like, again, the first time it didn't hit, and then the, when he said it the second time, I was like, light bulb moment, like, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, my hands are always full. I am always doing these things." Like,
1: yes. kids are medicine, man. You know, kids are medicine.
0: Oh my gosh, like the true healers. Hmm. Um, Which, you know, it was really cool hearing how DNA is, like, uh, really focused, uh, too, on, like, uh, wellness and healing and uh, modalities of healing that are are ancient, that that go back in time. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, just the thought of kids and grandparents, two conversations that we've had in this show already. uh, And, you know, how we talk about that. Um, like we have the same word for great grandparent as great grandchild. We use the exact same word because they're linked, you know, and Mm -hmm. culturally, um, having our kids being brought up by their grandparents or by and or around their great grandparents, you know, it's, it is that magical moment of wisdom on, on the upper end and, and wisdom in it's fresh being. Um, For sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I agree. Whew. Side note. I forgot to bring <laughs> I forgot to bring this up in the intro. I saw the Lion King on Broadway. And Broadway's oh. like your thing, right? A little bit? Are you okay, you're gonna get mad at me. No, please go. No, let me know because I don't know, no, no, because no, are so stupid. No,
0: no, 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 please go. Yes, no. yes, yes. Okay, I will say yes. Go.
1: Anyway, I saw *The Lion King*. Now I feel dumb because she looked <laughs> at me like I was like crazy. Um, no, I saw *The Lion King* on Broadway. It's my first Broadway play, and oh um, I absolutely loved it. And I might be obsessed with <laughs> with musicals now because just the way they did it, and like literally the whole cast except for like two people maybe were black, and it was just beautiful. And I had my seat was probably like sixth back from the front so i had a pretty good seat oh wow um you can't be too close because you know yeah yeah Yeah. it's bad for your neck but like where (laughs) i was was like perfect because you could see like all the details in their like um i don't want to say costumes but basically costumes
0: for broadway purposes they yeah
1: but but you know what i'm saying it's like they're but like yeah, and so like their necklaces and their they had like fully beaded like corsets or whatever. But like wow. obviously it kind of held up whatever that they were wearing. But anyway, yeah. it was dope and like they legit were singing like for the first like forty five minutes. And I was like, is this like a recording and they're just like lip syncing? And I'm like, no, this is Mm-mm. this is like mics are on. <laughs> and I'm like, this is like Kellen because Kellen don't ever mess up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! He never one that's up not on a true words. statement. However, not
1: one person slipped up like on their words. They were it was just it was just amazing. It was just amazing.
0: That's so cool. Well, congratulations yeah, on your experience. first Broadway experience, and for it to be no Lion King a
1: Broadway version. It was so good. Yeah.
0: Yes. And
1: I've always wanted to see it. Like ever since I was a kid, I was like, I don't know why. I was like, I really want to see Lion King. So when I had the chance to see it, I was like, I'm going. That's but anyway, so what were you gonna say?
0: No, okay, so yes, I I love muti- musical theater. Down, mm-hmm. I haven't seen Lion King yet. Um, I had an opportunity and I and I missed it. Um, uh, I also have very complicated feelings about musical theater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's your so like, thing, like, right? I I, no, that's what I'm like, gosh darn it, can I just like not ever find problems in something? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I feel too. <laughs> um, Cause I, I absolutely love musical theater. Um, you know, I've seen Wicked too many times. I've seen it close to forty times. There's mm-hmm. a whole thing. Yeah, it, it's 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 there's a whole story behind it. I can tell you off air. Um also like um I guess not on Broadway yet. West Side Story. I've seen Dear Evan Hansen on Broadway. I've seen The uh, like Color Purple. Ooh. I've seen a bunch of other shows. Color Purple, without Good. a doubt, undeniable. I got to see it with Cynthia Erivo and Jennifer Hudson. That's um, her name,
1: Cynthia, the one who played Harriet, right? Yes. And yes. though most recently, but she she's, yes. she's due. She got signed for Wicked. Yeah, like just what is it? Last week I noticed I seen it. Is that bad? Oh my. Anyway, she just signed for Wicked and then Ariana Grande, even though she's been indigenously canceled, she got signed for Wicked too. Now I feel like you have to tell the story. <laughs> all these long pauses.
0: Honestly, Michaela, this it's is an off-air conversation. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one.
1: Okay, I it's will sip all of the tea for our, our listeners. Holy... <laughs>
0: Effing yeah, S. The so way that she, you just she, messed up my world right now with <laughs> those last four sentences. I love
1: me some Cynthia.
0: Oh my gosh. Down. I left the theater crying. Like I was kind of embarrassed. I was like, I'm still mm-hmm. crying. Like
1: <laughs> from what the after, the, after
0: the color purple? Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> she
1: just out here spitting. Yeah. Spitting okay. color purple lines.
0: Yes. Yes. So I just I just I just have problems I'm with with shows. You know, because like Hamilton, they talk about like they don't really address like the slave thing, how all these people were actual slave owners. They don't address the uh oh, ways yes. they you know the I was the, full, the same thing. When the I full that. native like invisibility like mm-hmm. native people don't even exist in hamilton the the show right mm-hmm. and people now are taking their literal american history from hamilton cuz it's catchy and it mm-hmm. showed this diverse cast which was mm-hmm. this whole new thing you know mm-hmm. um so like that one's super problematic which you know See, i just don't like that you know yeah. wicked itself sorry wicked itself you know it's it's about one girl of color and the entire cast Um, pointing their finger at this girl of color and being like, no, we don't fuck with her because she looks way different than the rest of us. And the problem behind that is that the casting is like literally 90 to 95 percent white. There are Mm. literal tracks, like literal positions, like character positions that are assigned for people of color and they're minimal. OK, mm-hmm. so that's the behind the scenes tea on that. However, mm-hmm. not even tea. that's just like that's just real world. That's just how it yeah. goes. If you were to Google it and look at it, you could see the cast of characters and there's an actual assigning of the way that it's done. You know, mm-hmm. West Side Story itself, like I absolutely love that story. Yet again, like the main person that you're supposed to like feel sorry for literally got her elder brother killed and almost got her like uh, sister, quote unquote, in law almost um, raped. During the course of the show. And we're supposed to feel sorry for her, like this pure white, um, you know, the white infused uh, character, Mm -hmm. you know, and all the brown characters are the ones who are dying and taking on these atrocities. Uh, And I'm like, no, girl, like really get into the meat of it. Like this person Mm -hmm. was selfish and did these horrible things. And now other people are suffering. Brown people are suffering because of her. You know, mm-hmm. so I have problems with these shows where it's like, I don't oh, like yeah. a cast of white people pointing to a person of color in the case of Wicked and being mm-hmm. like, You are literally wicked. Get the F away from us. Um, hey, Hamilton I never being seen, problematic, I that story. yeah. Uh, even Dear Evan Hansen, like my little cousin said, like Oh, yeah, we watched the movie the other day in the theaters, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I watched that show on Broadway and I was super grateful to see it because I had an amazing connection that brought me to see it. So, you know, I'm grateful for the culture, for the experience, all of that. Yet, the show was itself. It's like this like young white boy who like lies and he does all these horrible things and then you're supposed to feel sorry for him at the end and he has multiple outs. And there's he also gets like like the like the young black character involved to where like she has to feel guilty about something where it's actually really his fault because he was the one who was lying and all mm-hmm. these things. So it's like I don't like the way that Broadway and musical theater itself is set up for us to give sympathy to these white characters and these white ways of being. And oh, that's yeah. what I find problematic with a lot of these shows, which you're not gonna find in Lion King, you know, that that's Africa down. You know, yeah. those are harmonies down. We when you were talking yeah. about the music that you hear at the beginning, that's exactly what I referenced to a few episodes ago where I was like, these African harmonies, they're something different. They hit way different, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm even dope. getting chills just thinking about it. And I'm mm-hmm. sure like you still have that like residual feeling because it's true. It's raw. And it's it's it comes from a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, so yes, I do love musical theater. I
1: just have a lot of problems with a lot of no. Those shows. It, that makes all <laughs> of the sense, as you would say.
2: No, it makes sense.
1: I mean, I didn't really have any intentions on going to seeing these white Broadway shows, but still, I'm addicted in terms of okay, maybe we, they brought fences back, like August Wilson. Ooh. Like I that that would be dope because like even with the start of the Lion King, like they have the drums and they have like the African dancing coming down. Oh. And they have like the real. I want to say it was it sounded real. I mean, I ain't African. I mean. I am, but I'm not. But like I don't, I, I couldn't translate on, what they were saying. let us know then. But I'm pretty sure it was real African the way they were talking. So <laughs> you <was> know, like, <laughs> that was kind of dope. You know, but um, but yeah. Well, according to Ancestry, your girl is now a little bit of Nigerian, little Togo. You know, but you Come know, <laughs> on. until I didn't I realize you did Ancestry. I well, I did Ancestry for my black side. Come on. I will say that. Will say, Here, I just say take say this half. No,
0: blade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> can I get half off? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh. I think it's very important if you get the chance, especially for black people, because we don't have the means as natives do to understand who we are. You know, we can't trace that. It only goes back so far, yeah. you know, because they wanted to. It was genocide just as much as it was cultural genocide for us in a way, to, yep. for natives in a way, because... They didn't want us. There's so many similarities. And, yeah. you know, we can save that for the next show, but it's just, there's, but I definitely wanted to get it so that way I can kind of trace back at least to n- understand, like, my grandparents, maybe great, great grandparents. Like, I feel mm. like that's even a lot, you know, for some black people. So um, that's why I got it. But back to, like, the musicals. Yeah. yeah. It's a very, very, very good musical. Um, yeah.
0: Brilliant. Cool. It's so cool that you got to see it. And, you know, I, 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 I tell people, I don't know if I've said it on air yet, like, you know, an EGOT, like I I want an EGOT so bad, you know, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Um, and mm-hmm. there's only a select few of people who have that, you know, and I mm-hmm. know that there's pathways to do it. Uh, and in order to do so, you know, like Tony, that's, you know, that's Broadway. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a musical itself. And it also doesn't have to be like the person on stage doing the thing you know you can also get it from many other things yet yeah, it, it makes me think of like whoa well, what productions again well going back to like lin-manuel miranda and hamilton and before that in the heights you know these are mm-hmm. shows that he wrote about like his neighborhoods and his things yeah. uh well especially in, in the example of in the heights you know regardless of all the casting and all the other stuff um Mm-hmm. that like you know it's true to like what he is you know so it's like what project may I possibly be involved in in the future that you know can bring to this status um you know maybe it's not in the writing maybe it's you know being part of like the costume design team or whatever you know like yeah. where it's a it's a it's a native show a, a black native show who knows you yeah. know and you know you and I are like the the main beaters and designers of everything you know
1: and those and details then you, matter
0: you know exactly, yeah. so I know that there's channels and there's ways to do it. So like, I don't want to fully disrespect, or I, I never want to fully disrespect anything. Mm, yeah. Maybe something. Well, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've done that a few times, right? Uh, right. <laughs> Sorry, Graham. Nay. Nee. Uh, however, you know, I, I also want to be very respectful to to the whole institution of. of of you know live performance and live theater and musical oh, theater because sure like, you know i love it you know that was my oh. first
1: experience so yeah
0: yeah <laughs> i know that's why i was that's why I was, like biting my tongue because i didn't want to like taint eventually
1: i will find out but yeah. um, i yeah. think they're supposed to be doing one on tina turner too which would be very very, very, oh. very interesting yeah i forgot i don't know who's playing her i don't think she's necessarily known but if she is my bad but um that one should be really good, too. I just remember Tina, I heard some kind of interview or something to where Tina, like, I don't want to play it. I don't want to relive it. You know, I have to like she doesn't like she doesn't keep old clothes, stuff like that, because uh-huh. there's so me- so much memories. And I'm like, man, this might this is probably going to be a good, good play.
0: Oh, but, yeah. Um,
1: but yes, yeah, so that one I'm kind of looking for. Well, not looking forward to. But if I if I am slide up in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Like
0: a, OK. Know, all right, she, what well what else
1: was I gonna say? I don't remember. Build do you to
0: do you wanna head. tell us about a tragedy and then uh do like a quick turnaround to something?
1: Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: remember last time it was like um you know, sending our love to the person who passed away. Also oh Kanye okay, West. No. <laughs> why, do we to, why do we have to bring that up
1: again? That was my really bad. bad. My that bad. That was really bad.
0: Honestly, that was like one of my favorite moments. Um, no, not, not because of, of like the stuff yet. It also, it tied into what we were talking about though. You know, where it's just like sometimes the most unexpected. Did. I don't
1: think it did. Because <laughs> we talked about that like two weeks before. And I was like, oh, oh. so did you know oh. after I just brought up this amazing mom- Monumental legendary figure in black history and then <laughs> So Kanye.
0: Also, Kanye West. Uh which I, I guess if anything too, staying current and staying relevant, you know, uh definitely sending love and prayers to all the people who passed away at the the eight who Chad passed Scott. away. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Astroworld World. No, I
1: heard it was first I heard at eight, then I heard ten.
0: Dang, like, okay. Oh, I thought
1: it was eight, but but either way.
0: And then tons to of people injured as well.
1: Family mm-hmm
0: yeah seriously that's so that's so crazy to think about you know like you go out for a good time mm-hmm. uh and then you know you some crazies. people don't return yeah which you know i guess that happened at like the well not that specifically yet you know the example of the the ariana grande concert however many years ago when there was a shooting there um and different things like that so it is like sad that those moments can sometimes get shrouded like that mm-hmm. uh did you see though that uh, Tiana Taylor? Uh, I saw it I on love Twitter you some last Tiana night. Taylor. I know, that's why I want to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> so, because they were like, oh, they're not going to catch Tiana slipping. Because uh, there was like a girl in the front who was like woozy. She was like losing her stuff. And Tiana like uh-huh. stopped the show and she was like, come on, baby, like get up here. Really? Yeah. I and she like had that. her security lift the person over the barricade and sit them down. And she was like, okay, give me a verbal affirmation that you were okay. And then yeah. the lady was like, she said, like, whatever the name of the song was, you know, she, like, made the lady, like, verbally affirm that she was okay. And she's like, all right, you're good. Um, just, like, how
1: she is, though. Like, just yes. her personality anyway. That's why she's yes. so easy to like because yeah. she's funny, yet she's feisty, yet she's sexy, yet she's, you know what I mean? She's all the things, you all know? The things. I love her show. Um, There are definitely a couple goals. Tiana and Iman, like... I love their show. I mean, I don't have it on an app, so I can only catch it on TV once, okay. you know, once it's on, but it's a really good show. There are a couple goals, and then, um, Alicia and Wiz. Do you follow Alicia Keys?
0: I don't. They're a
1: whole vibe. They're whole, like, they're all, like...
0: Swizz?
1: Yeah, Swiss Beats. Okay. What did I say?
0: Wiz, as in, like, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa? <laughs>
1: My bad. Or am I wrong? I don't know. I, I was like, I "Ooh, is this
2: a
0: that. new? Is this a new I coupling?"
1: Hope I did not nope. Say that. Swiss beats. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia and Whiskerly.
0: That's I was like Swiss. I was like trying to like maybe like maybe you just maybe I didn't hear no, the first my s. Bad, uh, my bad. My <laughs> They took my
1: black card. It's
0: suspended. <laughs> um, well, bad. I mean.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah. <laughs> never you, you you've got it laminated you've got it for life you know it can't be revoked um, oh man oh my gosh well know. at least you have a couple goals I'm I'm so jaded uh that
1: <laughs> you Who know
0: yeah I'm like the 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 lone ranger around these parts um yeah
1: and side note go watch the heart of They fall as we bring up the lone ranger the whole western vibe but I want to watch that I really, I think I'm gonna watch that like right after this, after I do a little bit of stuff I need to do. But definitely go yes. see that with Regina King. Did yeah. you ever watch Watchmen on HBO Max?
0: No, that yet one's I want weird to. Too,
1: it's weird. It's like I, I'm gonna have to watch it twice. I like watch it again. But that one's also really good.
0: Okay, okay, so yeah. Shout
1: out to the Queen. Yeah.
0: Regina oh my King. gosh, with with her her expertise over decades in many different projects, mm-hmm. um, it's dope to see. Yes. Um, so. Okay. We, we, so, we just
1: gave you guys so many things to watch this a whole episode. list. It's pretty insane. <laughs> Ta- I hope you t- were taking notes. Because right. there's a lot of black excellence going on. For so, sure. Even I, when we brought up res dogs, like there's indigenous excellence right there. <laughs> right. Right.
0: Oh my gosh. Download
1: all the apps. Use all the <laughs> yeah. free trials. Use all the free watch
3: trials.
0: watch shows. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's 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 land back. You know, get your burner yeah. accounts and get all the free trials. You know, yeah. that's reparations right there. Um, get exactly, out there and do it, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> Stream yeah. our stuff, get our numbers up, and don't pay a cent. No play. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> so good. Well until next time. Until next time.
1: <laughs> we wanna thank everybody for tuning in today. As always, it's a pleasure to be here with my crew, simply talking our Black Native talk like we do. There's a whole lot more for us to discuss, though, so stay locked in. You can check out our episodes on QuantumTheoryPod.com, and feel free to send in any topics, questions, or small business shout-outs to our socials, and you might just hear us discuss it on air. Our IG handle is at QuantumTheoryPod, and you can also find us on Facebook.com backslash QuantumTheory. So be kind to yourself out there, know that you're a boss, and drink plenty of water. Kotz kia Heknu. See you next time.